Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com forward slash swoopsworld. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. That's audibletrial, A-U-D-I-B-L-E-T-R-I-A-L.com forward slash swoopsworld. You're listening to the Talk Story Radio Network. Welcome to another edition of Swoops World, right here on the new Talk Story Radio Network. Swoops World, where you get all you need to know about arts, culture, news, and happiness. Our number, if you want to give us a call tonight, is 562-912-3444. You can always email us at swoopsworld at gmail.com, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Twitter. Once again, if you want to give us a call, that number is 562-912-3444. Now just sit back and enjoy Another edition of Swoops World on the new Talk Story Radio Network. Edition of Swoops World Late Night. It is Wednesday, July 8th, 2015. How's it going, Peter? It's going good. Got a big night ahead tonight. We have Todd and Jonathan in from the Cypress Community Festival. Get a chance to talk to them about what's going on over there. How's it going, guys? Good. Look forward to chatting with them. Of course, T-Bone's time out and AD, AD be calling in. AD's got a lot to talk about tonight. He's uh, fired up about a few things, and that's always fun. And of course, yeah. we have Brewski's beer tasting and all the other uh, great things that go on. How was your holiday, man? It was all right. Yeah. You know, block party. It was a block party. <laughs> well, you know, yeah, yeah, revelry. Is that what they call it? Revelry? Revelry. <laughs> revelry is what you do when you're, you know, sleeping. <laughs> oh, well, let's see. Well, you know, you probably had uh, about as equal as much uh, fun as I did. Actually, the, you know, the, one, the cool thing is, is from my balcony, I could see... The, all the legitimate and all the legal fireworks going across the city. Nice. <laughs> you know, like, and let me tell you, some of those illegal fireworks are a better show than some uh, of the uh, good my stuff. My kids have no interest in that stuff. <laughs> it's the funniest thing. They start hearing this stuff, and they're like, oh, hey, the fireworks are going off. You guys want to look out? Go, go outside and look at them? And they're like, no. No, we're good. Because <laughs> they're jaded. They've, they've been to baseball games. They've been to, you know, like, Fireworks. They're not I like when we were kids. Too. <laughs> no, I don't know. I, when I was a kid, we we worked hard to try to find those places. They oh, yeah. they are they have zero interest. They <laughs> could care less. Well, you know, it's uh, yeah, I, I can see that. But for me, it's easy because I could see the Queen Mary and right, right. I think they were also shooting them off of the uh, Iowa. Uh, oh, really? as I could see at least somewhere over that direction, I could see big shows from both those two spots. And somebody was having a great show about a half block from the house, man. So it was, it was pretty, uh, pretty interesting. I know the mayor of Long Beach was upset that there was so much illegal fireworks. Yeah, they were. And he wanted to. Uh, he sent out a little email asking uh, those in the know how might we uh, limit this in the future. <laughs> Dream on. <laughs> 
Well, you can make sure that all of the surrounding cities don't sell their fireworks. Hey, the ones I was seeing didn't come from any surrounding cities. I know, right? And then you need to close the border down there in Mexico to make sure that all the fireworks that are coming from up there don't somehow make it up here. Good luck, friend. Good luck, exactly. Pick some battles you can win, because that is just a waste of time. Yeah, I love filling in some potholes down the road. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Well, let's take our first break, come back, introduce our guests. What do you say? Sounds good. You are listening to Swoops World on the Talk Story Radio Network, and we're going to take a quick break and listen to boop, boop, last week's guest, the Moss Brothers. This is Devil's Lullaby. Back after this.
Hey, how you doing? This is Joe Walsh. I'm speaking on behalf of Rad. It's okay to rock and roll, right? But don't drive home drunk. If you're drunk, call me up. I have a limo. I'll come and get you. Public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. Every day I wake up at 5 to give Dad his medicine. Every day I wake up at 5 to give Dad his medicine. At 6, I make his breakfast. Every day I wake up at 5 to give Dad his medicine. At 6, I make his breakfast. At 7, I shower. Every day I wake up For at those five. caring for a loved one, we hear you. That's why AARP created a community to help us better care for ourselves and the ones we love. Visit aarp.org caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. You're listening to the Talk Story Radio Network. Hey, this is Sean Paul on the Wall, and you're listening to And welcome back to Swoosh. on the Talk Show Radio Network. And we're here with, uh, see, Todd and Jonathan from the Cypress Community Festival. And uh, how's it going, guys? Doing all right. Fantastic. Now, let me, uh, let me, let me if, if, read that little thing here that I read. It says, uh, the festival celebrates the incorporation of Cypress as a city, uh, which happened in July of 1956. It's going to be held this year, Saturday the 25th, at Oak Knoll Park. So has it, how long has this as a festival been running? The festival has been running for, this is our 35th year. Yeah. Uh, we're celebrating 35 years, and uh, we're kind of picking it up a little bit. Uh, some new entertainment. Jonathan talked about that. Um, so, but it does, it, uh, it uh, celebrates the incorporation of the city July 26, 1956. Wow. And, uh, you know, they got together and says, hey, we need to celebrate this. They got a nonprofit group together, and for 35 years now, we've been putting it together, and um, just a lot of good entertainment. We have the the 5K, 10K run, walk. We have Kiwanis Pancake Breakfast. We have the vendor booths uh, from the chamber, uh, you know, commercial booths. Right. We have our crafters booths. Uh, our, our gal Wanda puts that all together. She's, she's great at doing that. Um, we have kids' rides of, of all sorts, um, kind of a mini Knott's Berry Farm, you might say. Um, <laughs> but uh, then there's food booths, and uh, uh, then we also have the chili cook-off salsa contest, and the, the best part is the car show. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all enclosed in a beer garden. Oh, yeah, 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 says the car show is the best part. is really because that's where the beer is. <laughs> yeah. That's where you get chili, you get salsa, you get to pick from everybody. There's all kinds of groups that come out. Cypress High School has a couple groups that come out to make chili Show them and salsa. There, oh, you a Cypress guy too? Well, there you go. Nope. Um, so, yeah, so there's a bunch of people that come out from the, from the community, cook different levels of salsa, Different levels of chili, and then you get to cool yourself off with a good beer. There's different all, levels of heat as that, well. Yeah, different <laughs> levels of heat. There's always, oh, I've tried some that are, woo, and then you, you definitely want that you beer want to, to cool yourself put your off. Head in the are they, are they judged accordingly? Do you like the hottest and the tastiest? And, they yeah. have different categories yeah. and, and whatnot, so it's, it's a good thing. They have the taster's choice. They have the salsa contest, and you can come down and be one of the judges. Uh, you know, you fill out the little thing. I think you pay about five, four dollars this year. Uh, Four dollars to be a taste, you know, taster, <laughs> and you get to taste the the chili and, and be a judge. Wow, 
So. Now, apparently, I, I read somewhere where it's the largest one-day festival in Orange County. It is. Mm-hmm. We, uh, we've held that claim to fame for probably 20 of the 35 years that I know of. Um, so... Yes. Is that, no, is that is that is that is that like a qualification? Are you the only one day festival? <laughs> no, there are some other ones. All right, just festivals. check it. Because <laughs> we would we don't put that down. Uh, uh, unfortunately, largest, uh, <laughs> we, we the south of, of uh, <laughs> right in the middle of the, uh, Orange County Fair. Yeah. So, you know, but that's that's uh, more than one day. So but, <laughs> there you go. But with that, yeah. um, you know, with them going to the fair and doing the yeah. other things and. We get approximately twenty to twenty-five thousand people coming through our uh, our fair or our festival wow. uh, each year. So, and this year, with hopefully the new entertainment, we'll be um, be pumping that up uh, uh, several thousand. I'm, I'm not going to say how many, but <laughs> we're hoping for you know. Well, let's be honest. We don't really want to talk about that because we don't want the fire marshal to come shut us down. <laughs> no. <laughs> <like that. laughs> what's the What's the parking situation? Well, the parking situation we have um, we have some at the festival grounds there, which is Oak Knoll Park at 5700 Orange Avenue in Cypress. Mm-hmm. Um, we have Cypress High School, which is kind of connected to the park. You can kind of walk through the the fields of Cypress High School and get over there. Yeah. And also this year um, we're going to have a shuttle bus uh, shuttling people around. We have uh, the Cypress Civic Center where City Hall is. We have the Church of Jesus Christ, uh, uh, their parking lot, and Oxford Academy mm-hmm. as well. And uh, am I missing anything? Um, I can't remember if there was that. The other, you know, the reason we added more, obviously more parking is because one of the big concerns has always been parking at the festival. Everybody's like, oh, I can't find a place to park. I don't want to go because there's nowhere to park. Well, we've addressed that this year. We've actually, like, like Todd increased. said, we've increased the ability to get people to park, to get people to come to the festival, um, and then we're not just going to make them walk from wherever. We're actually bringing in shuttle buses and stuff like that to get people to the festival and back to their vehicles and, and so on and so forth. So those shuttles, the festival starts pretty much, uh, the festival itself starts pretty much at 9 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. However, there's uh, an early morning, there's the, the 5 and 10K run that start a little bit before that. And we pretty much wrap up by around 5. Um, but the shuttle buses will continue to run, you know, a little bit after the festival and stuff like that so that everybody can enjoy the day, you know, well, our entertainment is going all the way up until 5. I'm not telling Todd, but maybe 5.15. <laughs> you know, but no, I mean, it'll be a full day's worth of entertainment. So we will we will make sure that everybody can get back to their cars and stuff like that. So um, that's tell, one of the things. Tell them a little bit about who we got coming this year. Um, who do we have coming this year? Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, we actually, yeah. No, we've actually got uh, a couple of folks that are, a couple of groups, actually, that are really close to me. Uh, some good friends of mine that I reached out to this year, and I kind of told them about the festival, and they are super excited. Uh, one of the groups is a actually a national touring group. You can look them up online. They are the 80s All-Stars. Um, they have toured. They uh, play a lot at Disneyland. Um, they play, they've played the Queen Mary. They played all over, really all over the United States. Uh, the guys were actually just recently in Texas. They've been everywhere. Um, so they are really fun, high energy, and of course, by the sounds of it, 80s all-stars. They do some, I don't know, 80s music. Uh, but they really spin on it. They're, they have a couple guys. They have guy that, one guy that comes out, he has a whole Devo outfit, and he calls himself Devo 2.0. Um, uh, and really just, they're, they're fun guys. They have, um... I think it's their drummer dresses up like he's the their version of the Karate Kid, you know. So it's a little bit it's it's fun. They're a really fun group. They have uh, 
a really good show, really good entertaining show. But obviously, we want to make sure the Cypress Festival, you know, a lot of families, it is free to come to the festival, so that's the other big thing. It is free, so there's no charge to come to the festival. Um, so that's, it's really family entertaining, it's really family fun. So the groups that I went after, including the 80s All-Stars, you know, they do this great show, it's still family friendly. These guys do, like I said, play at Disney. So obviously Disney's not going to do anything that's, you know, over the top or crazy. So these guys are a really good family fun group. The other group, um, they're newer to the circuit as a group together. However, they're all really on their own, infamous, famous, however you want to put it. Uh, they're a group called the A-List. Mm -hmm. And they're going to do just a lot of everything. They're doing a lot of different covers. Everything from, um, they might do some Journey, you know, and stuff like that. But they're really going to do, like... Rihanna, they're going to do some um, Lady, Gaga. Lady Gaga, I think there's one in there. You know, there's all kinds of stuff. They're just going to do all kinds of fun music. They put on a great show as well. Yeah. So, I mean, we're just really bringing, bringing a different spin to the, the entertainment for the festival. So, it's just to add a different, uh, a different feel to the festival this year. That, that is our, those are our main groups. But yeah. We also have Miss um, Ginger's Dancers. The, she's, our, she's our dance instructor for the community center, and she, she teaches them from, gosh, three years old on up to <laughs> 80 years old. So. And Miss Ginger's been in the community Maybe. for, I mean, I, there's a guy, yeah, I, was, so. I, I work with one of the guys, he was just telling me the other day, he goes, oh yeah, I remember Miss Ginger when I was growing up, and he's in his 40s and stuff like that. And he was telling me, he goes, oh, yeah, I remember Miss Ginger when I was going to going to school in Cyprus and this, that, and the other. So she's a staple. I mean, just truly a staple in the community as far as dance teachers go. So we're excited to, to have her. She's actually opening the festival, um, as she usually does. Um, so she'll have her little, I mean, tiny little kids all the way up to, you know, teens and stuff like that. Um, I mean, performing all kinds of different stuff. It, there, she's, I mean, she puts on a great show. The um, demographics. I mean, is there, do you have a, a lot of people coming from the, from outside of Cyprus, or is it mostly uh, local residents? Well, considering that Cyprus is just under fifty thousand people by itself, yeah, we have we have a very large draw from uh, Huntington Beach, Garden Grove, Anaheim, Buena Park, of course, uh, Los Alamitos, Long Beach. You know. And they've, they've come as far as, you know, some of our vendors come from San Diego, um, Temecula, um, out in the Inland Empire. So yeah. uh, they're probably bringing some of their fans with them. So Nice. It's, nice. A, it's a, like I said, it's a large, large festival. Now, I don't know if it was on air or off there, we were talking about some of the, some of the different things. And you said you have like a, like a kid's craft kind of area. Is that? Well, it's a kid, the rides, uh -huh. the, the rides area. And then we do have some... Um, uh, I mean, there's some face painting going on. Um, we have Snoopy mm -hmm. coming out, so you can, you know, walk up with him and take some <laughs> pictures. We have the Chick-fil-A cow. We have... We have some food trucks. We have some food trucks. Yeah, food out. trucks. Those are, that's always a big pull. Yeah. I mean, food trucks are really good, and we bring some really good ones out, too. I'm not sure who we're going to have this year, because um, it's really just, hey, who wants to come out? So, But we, we get some pretty good food trucks out. We've had some... Everything. I think we had Burt Zilla truck. So I can't remember which one we had last year, uh, but we get some we get some good food trucks out there, and um, and yeah, the food, the food food picks are. We've got some really good food vendors. Yeah, there's the so. you know the usual teriyaki bowl and the sausages right. and stuff like that, and you know Chick Fil A, like I said, is going to be out there as well. But um, <clears throat> we also have. Um, 
one of the one of the entertainment areas or show off areas is our our public safety area mm -hmm. where our police department's going to come out and you know they'll have their their motors their motorcycles right. set up where kids can climb on those uh, the SWAT van's going to be out there and they'll they'll have a display of SWAT paraphernalia that they'll be able you know pick up and play with of course it's not loaded <laughs> but, uh, you know they'll, they'll be handing out stickers and stuff yeah. the fire department as well uh, they're going to be rotating uh, di the different apparatus that we have in Cyprus we have a a medic van, uh, a truck, and an engine. Hmm. Um, so they'll be, you know, swapping those out during the day. You know, if they have a call, then they're going to And know, then so one of the things the police does, actually, uh, someone was just holding up, I was remembering, is uh, uh, it's actually a really fun thing. The police actually do one of their canine demonstrations. Mm -hmm. and they actually bring bring the dog out, and they show, you know, how, the, how they work the dogs you know and they actually do have somebody that comes in and they call him you know they call him the agitator and they you get to see the dog actually bite somebody i mean granted they're wearing protective gear and stuff like that but you get to see the dogs actually work i mean you know it's fun so we usually use some of our uh cypress cadets oh I'm and sure if any of you guys are listening thank you by the way yeah. i've already done that <laughs> <laughs> no it's, it. a, it, it's, a, it's really it's, i mean really yeah, guys I mean, it's a fun have, day and it's a great fun day we have one that really brings in a lot is the um, uh, girls' softball mm -hmm. versus the boys' baseball. <laughs> and whoever wins the game gets bragging rights for the next year. <laughs> and then we also have the, ch uh, the champion game, um, which is a um, the uh, our special needs, mm -hmm. you might say. And they get out there, and they hit the ball, and they'll run the bases. They have Some of them will have helpers helping them in their wheelchairs to, you know, run them around the yeah. bases. But it's just so inspiring to see those kids out there. It's just a great day for them as well. So, so it's it's really, truly a, a family fun community yeah, event. Yeah. When you, um, you know, you mentioned a little difference in, in the entertainment this year. Is that something that changes yearly? Um, <clears throat> ideally, yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I would hope that, um, you know, the, the committee will have me back next year. And, um, you know, one of the things that I want to try to do is be constantly changing up the entertainment. I want to, I wanna, from this point forward, as long as the committee will have me, if I haven't completely um, <clears throat> scared them off. You do this year. Yeah, yeah, if I haven't scared <laughs> them off for next year. Um, you know, I want to change up the entertainment every year. I want to, you know, in, in the past there's always been, you know, a, a strong presence of country music. Um, and I, trust me, myself, I love country music. However, I want to bring in some different stuff. I want to bring in, like this year we're doing 80s and we're doing pop. You know, next year, who knows? I mean, next year I might try to, I might try to bring a country band back in and then bring it in with something else. I mean, I don't know. I, I'm, Are I'm there multiple stages? There is one main stage. Mm -hmm. We do have a kids stage. And actually, I didn't even mention that. Our kids stage, we are having another group actually come out as well. Um, one of our local dance academies, a uh, strong dance academy uh, that's in Cyprus, is actually bringing a, a group out. And they're going to be performing at the kids' stage. We have a coloring contest and stuff like that uh, for that stage. But real, realistically, as far as bands go, um, we have the main stage, and then we have the um, what is it called? The it's the chili cook-off stage. There's a right. stage inside the chili cook-off area, and there's a band that plays over there. Mm -hmm. um, I can't, think of I can't forget of their name. <laughs> uh, they're they're uh, they're one of the 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 guy that runs the the car show and chili cook off. That's actually separate from 
it's part of the festival, but it's kind of separate. He kind of runs his own setup over there, which is why he's allowed to have the beer garden and stuff like that. What, what it is is that we have the festival, and, and the festival um, does like the crafter booths mm -hmm. and and the uh, nonprofit stuff. You know, the, where the nonprofit groups can come out and you know, here's my stuff. Come see my you know, join this, join that, right. help help us support this group or whatnot. And then we have uh, three main participants, which is the Kiwanis, mm -hmm. and they do the pancake breakfast, and that runs from 7 to 11. Five bucks, pancakes galore. And then we have the, uh, the Cypress Chamber of Commerce, which does our commercial group of uh, vendors, yeah. you know, the, the guys that have shops and then just come out for the day or something. Right. Uh, we have one place, uh, Salon 25 in Cypress there. They're uh, doing free haircuts. No, fifteen, fifteen dollar haircuts. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and then, but then they, they they donate I think a portion of it back to the festival. Um, all of it, okay. And then, um, you know, so we got a wide variety. And then the last group is the um, Cy uh, friends, friends, of Cyprus. friends of Cypress Parks and Recreation. Um, and what they do is they, they hold, this is like their main fundraiser all year long. And they take all that money and they do different projects for all the sports groups in Cyprus. So the Pony Baseball League, the Football League, the, you know, base, the Little League Baseball groups, you know, yeah. uh, the girls softball. So, I mean, that's the, we are that, a volunteer city. And that, that is really where what the heart and soul of the uh, car show chili cook-off is, is to raise money for, like, the different, uh, like, like you sports said, groups. the pony, pony baseball and all that other stuff, the different sports groups that, that are in Cyprus. So that's, that's why we really like to make sure people get out. And uh, patronize the uh, the I guess that's the right term, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, patronize the the chili cook-off area. You know, drink plenty of beer and uh, have plenty of chili and salsa yeah. um, to help raise money for uh, for those groups. You know, and that's why we're saying you know they've got their own band area and stuff like that because they're you know they're really active in that area with the, all the different cars. And trust me, there is a ton of different cars. Um, most of them, if I'm not mistaken, are actually cars that are brought in some. From independence, they're not a. It's not like a big, you know, corporate thing that brings in these cars for people to show off. Yeah, actually, most, most all independent. And right. some of them are actually from the city of Cyprus. Yeah. You know, folks in Cyprus bring their cars out as part of the, uh, as part of the car show. Yeah, very nice. We're gonna take a quick break and come back and chat some more. You're listening to Swoops World on the Talk Story Radio Network. We're gonna take a quick break and come back and talk to uh, Todd and Jonathan some more about the Cyprus. Cypress Community Festival. This is Bobby Joe Valentine. He's a good friend of the show. Matter of fact, Bobby Joe has a show coming up at Hotel Cafe on, uh, let's see, July 17th. Uh, tickets, I believe, are around $10. You can check them out on the Hotel Cafe website or you can go to Bobby Joe Valentine's website and uh, check them out. This is called A Hand to Hold. Back after this. I can hear the wind as it rushes through the leaves I hope it makes sense when I say I really need that sound Cause somewhere in the silence is a voice of stone It says I'm good for nothing and I'll never find a home The wind is a reminder that it's gonna be alright somehow 
And now I lie here in the middle of the dark There isn't any fire but it still feels sparse When you kiss me on the cheek You make it hard to speak You make me want to leave the ground And I say oh 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 I've got a place to go oh oh I've got a hand to hold After the sun goes down And I, I've got a place to hide Now that you're by my side Nothing's gonna get me down Cause I've got a hand to hold Yeah, I've got a hand to hold Now it's getting darker as I want to do the words Of love one another is the greatest of the goods Why does every brother try to kick each other when they're down? Somewhere in the silence there's a voice of stone It Says we're good for nothing and we'll always be alone But after I discovered you, I don't believe that sound Now we're like here in the middle of the dark There isn't any fire but it still feels sparse When you kiss me on the cheek You make it hard to speak You make me want to leave the crowd And I say oh 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 I've got a place to go oh oh I've got a hand to hold After the sun goes down And I, I I've got a place to hide Now that you're by my side Nothing's gonna get me down Cause I've got a hand to hold place to go oh, oh I've got a hand to hold after the sun goes down and I, I I've got a place to hide now that you're by my side nothing's gonna get me cause I've got a place to go oh, oh I've got a hand to hold oh, oh, after the sun goes down after the sun goes down and I, I I've got a place to hide And now we have an eight-year-old on the line. Welcome to Our World Today. What's your question? Our continents make up 29% of the Earth's surface, meaning that 71% is comprised of water. Man automatically adapts to environmental conditions. So why do I need to take swimming lessons? Are you ready for kids who eat healthy? Good nutrition can lead to great things. To find out how a healthy lifestyle can help your child succeed, go to mypyramid.gov. Brought to you by the Ad Council and USDA. For a little ride. Now you can share the topics that drive the discussions of your favorite talk shows with TalkStream Live's topic-driven talk radio. We gotta talk. Let's take a drive. List and promote real-time talk radio topics, or post the topics that you want to hear. Hot topics are tweeted and retweeted, and include simple click-to-listen audio links. The future of talk radio is topic-driven talk radio. Well, that's what I call real drive. Available now at TalkStreamLive.com. Talk Story Radio. Hi, this is Kelly Z. We're Casey Regan. We're from Music You Can See and Ameriblues.com and Kelly's Live. We are swooping it at Swoops World. Got word this morning. Yeah. Headed off to 
And welcome back to Swoops Road on the Talk Story Radio Network here with Jonathan and Todd from the Cypress Community Festival. We, you know, we were kind of chatting about uh, all the all the things that are going on over there, and, and you, you kind of mentioned in the past there have been some Polynesian dancers. Um, this year there's a, a different dance group? Yeah, the, <clears throat> the Strong Dance Group, actually, um, that's one of our dance groups in the city. They have a competition team and stuff like that. Um, they are actually coming out. They're going to be doing a bunch of different stuff. They're going to be doing... Um, Kind of parallel with what uh, Miss Ginger's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, you kind of get a chance to see the differences between, you know, like, you know, the community-driven uh, uh, the community driven stuff. And then you also get to see, uh, you know, you get to see the, the Strong Dance Group, which is like a competition group. Uh-huh. So it's it'll be fun. It'll be, like, different, um, different styles of dance. So you get really a good gambit of a little bit of it everything yeah they're obviously going to do different kinds of music stuff like that so it sounds like this is festival and and you know we've kind of been connected to it in the last couple of years but it sounds like it's it's one of those things that's so big that like the day of the festival when it's all over with you got to start working on next year you know the, the you know the following day you got to start oh i've already started <laughs> like i said if these guys will have me back i've already started working on next year already yeah the, this festival hasn't even gone yet and i've already started talking to bands and stuff like that you know to come out next year you start you start talking about a little bit of the stuff but we actually don't get started until january the next year okay so you get a little break little, so we get a little, little break, break. We yeah do, you know we do a little follow-up you know make sure all the books are in line, do, make sure, you know, all the checks have been signed and stuff like that. So everybody yeah, that's there. usually important. <laughs> but uh, then we, then we kind of, you know, then we have a, an appreciation, mm-hmm. you know, dinner kind of thing. The city kind of throws us uh, an appreciation dinner. And um, then we, um, or the festival does it. I don't know who actually throws it, but... Uh, so we, you know, we recognize everybody that uh, that volunteers because this is all volunteers. Yeah. Um, myself as the chair, Jonathan is entertainment chair, Wanda is the booth chair. Uh, Wait, I'm volunteering for this. Yeah, sorry. Uh, no money involved with this. Thing. All right, all right. <laughs> I guess I'll keep doing it then. So, you know, it's and then we take the break and then January we start up again. We, you know, and and it's really not a whole lot of work. I mean, there, there's once a month. You know, we all get together and and kind of make things happen but then individually on our own you know between meetings we mm. kind of take care of stuff so. and one See, of the things we oh i'm sorry go ahead no i was going to say you guys are in a good place because this, this festival is going on so long peter and i put on a festival in north long beach a few years back then and hadn't been there and I, just just the permit process uh was daunting uh and, and waiting for cool. the city to come back we, uh, we, get the, <laughs> we have a real strong connection with the city because again it is um a city event basically but we are a non-profit organization that puts it on but we get support from the city um through the non-profit grant request i want to talk to the guys who did this 35 years ago (laughs) they probably had our experience (laughs) well i'll tell you one of the biggest things we have uh always is uh getting people to volunteer to help yeah you know we we have a really good volunteer base that helps us out with the festival and stuff like that but you know we're always looking for more people you know one thing i will say is if you're you're a cypress resident or something like that and you happen to be free on 
you know, one night a week on a, what is it, like a, one, third, a Wednesday? Third Wednesday. Third Wednesday, third Wednesday of the month. And you, you want to come out and join us to, uh, to work on the festival, help us out, get everything set up. You know, even if you just want to come help out and set up stuff on the day of or the day before, I know Wanda always is looking for one as our, our fabulous lady that, you know, goes and sets, sets up, up you know, sets everything up the day before. She's always looking for people to come help her, you know, spray paint the ground. Uh, to tell people where they're going to be. So, you know, we're always looking for volunteers. And that's so. not tagging. <laughs> <laughs> this is where your booth goes, right here. Oh, where the booths go. yeah. right. No, they're not helping me. They're helping her. That's a good That's a good point. <laughs> if somebody does want to help out this year or in the future, how do they go about doing so? Well, they can go to the cypherfestival.com website, and uh, there, there are several areas within the contact information. And uh, it'll, it'll it'll push you in the right direction yeah. to get a hold of somebody that will get back to you to, to fall. And there's always, you know, obviously in this today's world of social media driven, I don't know, everything, um, you know, there's always a, the Facebook page and there's an Instagram and a Twitter and it's all kind of the same thing. It's uh, CA Cypress Fest. Uh, so California Cypress Fest, and then of course you know the Facebook is uh, uh, Cypress Festival. Um, just you can search; uh, it's really easy to find. There's a green uh, the, the the picture is a green thing with a cow in it because uh, our our logo is a cow. I mean, you know, we're the city of Cypress. I mean, there was there's farms and fields and stuff well, like that. The original name of uh, Cypress was uh, Dairyland. There you go. So <laughs> where the the logo is a cow, so you'll see the cow and you'll know that's us. Um. Did I notice? Is, is the, the website change? Is, is you guys do, do revamp yeah, the website we this year? Revamp the website oh, this year. Uh, one of um, one of the gals from uh, Cypress High that, uh, yep. or not Cypress High, uh, Cypress College. Cypress College. Um, doing this as her thing in life, uh, decided to volunteer and help us uh, revamp the website. So she did that. And again, all uh, Cypress based. I mean, again, you know, we always we accept help from everywhere else. Of course, if you work in another city, live in another city, and you want to come and help us in Cypress. We're not going to discriminate, but, uh, but no, really, I mean, you know, we try to get help from wherever we can, and it just so happens that, you know, City of Cypress is actually pretty cool. We have a really good volunteer base in the city that, uh, that helps us out with all these projects, including Cypress High School, Cypress College, and, of course, all of the businesses and Oxford stuff like Academy. that. Oxford Academy. I always forget about Oxford yeah. Academy. Yeah, they're there. Um, rated, rated number two in the nation. <laughs> yeah, so, they, you know, we get, uh, we get a lot of help, so, but we can always use more. Yeah. How, did you, how did you get involved? How did you guys get involved? Uh, my wife forced me. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> you hear that, T-Bone? You hear me say that a lot over the years, man. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, reality, uh, we were both, we both live in the city. We've attended the festival a lot. And, um, you know, both of us just one day decided, you know, we saw something in the paper, something in one of the local papers that said come out and volunteer. So we showed up for one of the meetings about two, three years ago. And slowly but surely, they sucked us in, you know, and, and here we are. And I actually, I'm, I'm happy to do it. It's, it's a lot of fun. <clears throat> I've been working in entertainment, I don't know, my entire life. Um, so I really, I enjoy entertainment. So it was a perfect fit for me. I was able to, like I said, you know, at the beginning of the show, was I was able to reach out to some of my friends and colleagues in, in the industry, and everybody was super behind me. You know, on getting everything out, everything from the bands to the technical equipment. I mean, you'll, you're going to notice a big difference this year in the uh, the production quality and stuff like that from from years past. We're having a one of the well, actually out of Anaheim, uh, one of the really big audio companies, uh, BCT Entertainment, is actually providing us a lot. They've become a sponsor also, providing us a lot of the audio gear and stuff mm -hmm. like that. 
um, to help us out with the festival. So you're going to notice just production values much bigger this year. So, but like I said, I work in the industry, so I was able to you know owe a lot of people some favors now. <laughs> Well, uh, I don't know how long your show is. But, uh, <laughs> no, I, um, I uh, actually, I actually ran for city council uh-huh. in '98. Gotten didn't win, obviously. Um, went, went into uh, volunteering at the city and got involved with the community festival that way. And then I had to take a little uh, break between 2004 and 2012 to serve my eight years on the city council. <laughs> and uh, now I'm back at the festival doing what I love, volunteering. Nice. <clears throat> so, Very nice. You know, one of the big things, uh, you know, probably didn't get asked on radio, but it's always a consideration when we start talking about these festivals and stuff like that. It's the restroom situation around there, man. Oh, uh, we got you covered on that. <laughs> we've got, we've got um, 30 porta-potties uh, covering... That amount of people. Yeah. Uh, this year we've we've bumped it up. We used to only have uh, about sixteen, <laughs> and this year we've got about uh, thirty. Yeah, but there's so, plenty of trees. But never mind. <laughs> <laughs> no, no trees. No, there are plenty of trees. <laughs> and, and hopefully we'll have a cool breeze. I know one year, one year of the festival back in I think it was two thousand six. Um, man. It was like 110 in the shade. No, no wind, no, no breeze. No. So, that year we didn't have the quite 20,000. So. <laughs> but no, this year, uh, based on what the weather's you know outlook looks like right now, we should have a good day. Hopefully in the mid 80s, I'm, I'm hoping. Yeah. And. Uh, with a nice breeze that usually runs through there. Now, I guess the question would be, I mean, are we going to be able to get you guys out to the festival and come join us? Maybe I'll bring you guys up on the main stage with me. I don't know. What do you guys think? might have to stop by, man. All right. Come on by. We'll get you out there. We'll definitely let you know. We're going to take a quick break and uh, come back and uh, wrap things up. You're listening to Swoops World on the Talk Story Radio Network. This is Lisa Nimzo, Unlock My Heart, back after this.
I'm in the car next to you on the highway. I sit in front of you on the bus. I'm one out of every six Americans, and I'm struggling with hunger. This isn't an uncontrollable epidemic. There's enough food in this country to feed every hungry person. Please, visit feedingamerica.org today and find your local food bank. Every dollar you donate helps provide seven meals for those around you, quietly struggling with hunger. Together, we're Feeding America. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. My name is Tom Thornton. And my name is Cindy Thornton. We're retired, and this is how we live united. We decided to volunteer with United Way at our community free health clinic. United Way is how we contribute. Because we know our time and money are going to the right places. Judging by the thank yous we get at the clinic, I'd say we're doing the right thing with our retirement, too. We're Tom and Cindy Thornton. We volunteer at our community free health clinic. We don't just wear the shirt. We live it. Give. Advocate. Volunteer. Live United. Go to liveunited.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. The views and opinions expressed by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Talk Story Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors. Hi, Hi we're the we're enablers, enablers, and, and you're, you're listening, listening to Swoop Swirl. Welcome back to Swoops World on the Talk Story Radio Network. And, uh, oh, yeah, start talking beer, man. I lose track of time there, man. We are here with Todd and Jonathan from the Cypress Community Festival. Guys, once again, this, uh, uh, your festival is Saturday, July 25th at Oak Knoll Park. What's the address of that park again? 5700 Orange Avenue, City of Cypress. Nice. 9 to 5 is the basic hours. Uh-huh. And uh, the shuttle service will be running probably about 10 o'clock. And, you know, when people were kind of pulling up around there, there will be, like, signs you can park here, park there. Absolutely. Kind of well. well. Yeah. And we'll make sure we put, you know, we get that information up on the website and on all the social media and stuff like that. And, uh, we, you know, we have actually a, a social media tent uh, that we can have set up. So uh, if you guys want to come by and, you know, hang out and uh, take a picture, we're going to have uh, some folks in the social media tent helping out, you know, getting some information out there. Uh, probably even live tweeting, live Facebooking, all that stuff for the event. Uh, so we'll try to keep all that up to date on the day of the event, make sure everybody knows where to park, what parking lots are filling up, and how fast. So, again, uh, make sure you follow CA Cypress Fest on Instagram, uh, CA Cypress Fest on, uh, on Twitter. Uh, go to the Facebook page, California Cypress Festival, or I'm sorry, just Cypress Festival um, on, uh, on Facebook, and then, of course, cypressfestival.com. Um, has all the information, so we're going to try to make sure that, that all that you know all that gets updated. So, well, great, man. Well, thanks, guys. We, we want to thank you for coming in, and you got you got some uh, last minute seconds. Just, just some last minute yeah, not a problem. <laughs> we, you got time, man. We, this is our gig right here. Our, our main gold <laughs> sponsors that have you know help put this on, um, and don't want to, but ninety two point seven FM. Uh, Who are they? Air One Radio. <laughs> Terrestrial Radio? It still exists. <laughs> yeah, oh, there's a, that FM radio still exists. Uh, Alisher and Winder, they're, uh, they're a uh, law firm. Uh, they, uh, they support as well. Knott's Berry Farm, the Orange County Breeze, and the Event News and News Enterprise. Those are our gold sponsors. There's some others, but we won't, you know, this list is too long. The list is too long. That's a good thing. That's a good uh, problem to have. Yep. <laughs> Wish we had more. We could always use you more. You could always use more. Exactly. Then you're going to have to like, start taking a, buying your own property to expand there. Like, uh, like, like, like uh, you know, other, other entertainment 
companies like place you work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, can, you can talk to the mouse about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks, guys. Uh, we really, really appreciate you coming in and, and, and look forward to, uh, to the, to the uh, event this year. And uh, it sounds like a yeah, that's we our pleasure. Yeah, appreciate you having us. And again, you know, come on out. Let me know if you're going to be out. We'll I be will more def- than happy to bring you guys up on stage. You guys can talk about Swoops World and. Absolutely. You know, and and you he know. says about his, he's already said tonight about as much he's going to say all week. But uh, I, I I have no problem chatting. Absolutely, <laughs> come on out, we'll get your picture taken. You know, come on out. It'll be great. It'll be a great event. We really do look forward to having you guys out. Yeah. Thank you very much. We are ten minutes away from Brewski's, and I'll be doing some beer tasting. We got some uh, unusual stuff to taste today, but uh, we'll, we will give our opinion on it. Until then, this is James E. Day. This is Hold On. I say what you
Faucet running? That's not a faucet. That's a river rushing through the forest. Forest rivers provide over 100 million people with clean water to drink. What? I can't hear you because of the vacuum. That's not a vacuum. That's the trees in the forest cleaning up the air we breathe. I didn't know the trees were so amazing. Yep, and the forest gives us shade, trees to climb. That's awesome. Let's go explore some more. Visit the forest today and enjoy all it does just for you. To learn more about the forest and find one near you, go to discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Imagine no longer being tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Let TalkStream Live transform the way you listen to radio. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. You're listening to the Talk Story Radio Network. Hello, this is Normandy Wilson, and you're listening to Snoop's World. Hey, welcome back to Super Run of the Talk Story Radio Network. Hey, we want to thank uh, Jonathan and Todd for, and Wanda from the Cypress Community Festival for joining us tonight. And uh, we're about uh, four or five minutes away from Brewski's Beer Tasting. T-Bone's in the house. Hey, hey, hey. What's happening, man? Oh, man. What's not happening? It's How was your 4th of uh, July? 4th of July was cool. Uh, drove up to Big Bear on Friday Early enough in the day that the traffic wasn't terrible. Um, did a couple of pretty fun hikes up there this weekend, uh, including one. If you go up, if you're coming into Big Bear f- uh, from the front side, from the 330, mm-hmm. and you drive past the dam on your way into town, uh, you get about a mile past the dam, and there's a set of kind of long, sweeping curves. One of those curves is actually where they had a checkpoint on the way out of town a couple of years ago when Dorner was up there. Uh-huh. They were stopping everybody's cars on the way out of town to make sure that he wasn't in there. Yeah, yeah, I was driving the opposite direction of it, but it still stopped traffic both ways. Uh, but there's a there's a trailhead right there that goes up to a place called Castle Rock, 
And so we got to hike up this uh, trail and climb up on top of this big rock and look out over the whole valley and the lake and everything. That was cool. Yeah. Uh, the, cli- the, the rock part itself, the rock formation up at the top of it was a little interesting to climb for you know, people without any uh, experience or equipment. But we got up there. It was fun. Um, went down, uh, down to the lake shore to watch the fireworks, and we were sitting in a spot that I had... You know, my dad and I found a spot, and then I went up and found the women folk and helped them find us. <laughs> so I dropped a pin on my map on the phone to find the spot, you know, just to make sure I didn't mess it up. And according to the map, we were, like, at least 200 yards out into the lake. Because the, lake <laughs> <laughs> the lake actually looks a lot better than many other lakes in California right now, but it is still, it is still on the low end. Uh, Diminished. Yeah. But it was cool, man. It was a good trip. It was a fun weekend. Got to hang out with some new family. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. So that that was that was cool. That's always fun, you know. Nice. Yeah. And then uh, <laughs> yeah, this week it's this week itself has been, has been you know went to the Dodger game on Monday night with about fifty kids. That's right. So <laughs> I'm good on Dodger games for a while. Is that the, is that the game that got hammered, like seven to nothing, or is that the no, one that went, like the one that went late? And yeah, winning ten. That was seven, a good game. It was, but we the very to, next game was like a seven the, nothing. We had to leave in the bottom of the fifth. So, <laughs> <laughs> but we were there early. I mean, we were in the stadium at like five forty-five. Mm-hmm, okay. So that meant that at least the time we were there, the kids that wanted to watch the game could watch it instead of standing in line. For right. For hot dogs during the game. Yep. Um, but I, I mean, I watched maybe five minutes of the ball game. You know, I'm sitting there trying to keep track of yeah, like, who's going. Keep it on, yeah. And, you know, so that that stuff, yeah, I could do without that. <laughs> good on that for a while. I don't want to go to a ball game again unless I can get good and drunk. So. Without children. With yeah. <laughs> So I played it straight, man. Boring <laughs> <laughs> is all hell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but, you know. Good for the kids. A lot of, like, probably half the kids, it was their first Dodger game. So, first baseball game. What the fuck is that? Did we just get co-opted? Uh, so Government take over our station? I think, it's one of these, I think it's one of these things here. Anyway. Technical difficulties. Yeah, it's, it's, it's that time, fellas. Whoop, whoop. Peter. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Time for a little. Let me get that. Let me get that intro ready, man. Uh, what do we got here? I told that you. Guy, I told you it's gonna be interesting, man. Whoop, whoop. Uh, <laughs> it's time for Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> We've had that stuff before, but not this one. I know we haven't had that one. What, what's, what's, uh, what's the brewery again? Uh, the uh, Barley Forge. Yeah, Barley. Oh, this is those guys Orange. over in Coast Mesa. Mesa. Yeah. That is an interesting combination. Right. Yes, it is. You ready for the, uh, for the uh, intro, man? Sure. Here we go. Let's do this. Skis, our beer tasting segment right here at Swoops Road Late Night, sponsored by DrinksWineSpirits.com. So grab yourself a glass, pour yourself a brew, and join us right now for Brewskis, sponsored by DrinksWineSpirits.com. All right, Peter. Well, happy Wednesday, and uh, welcome to the most important part of the show, the part where we officially drink beer. Um... This one's a this is a crazy one. We've got 
The name of the beer is called the Patsy. It's by Barley Forge Brewing Company. They're out of Costa Mesa. Um, I don't remember. We've had two of theirs, uh, or at least one. One the, the IPA, um, which name now escapes me, but I remember getting near a nine in its ranking. So uh, it's a beer I've had since, that, that IPA. But tonight we're having the Patsy Coconut Rye Stout Ale brewed with natural flavors. 6.6% alcohol, which is pretty high for a stout. And I'm going to read to you what they have to say about their own brew. Bear with me, because this sounds like some crazy-ass shit. No horsing around. Your quest for the holy grail of rise has ended, brave traveler. Set down that heavy load and clap, your, clap hands for the dense tropical flavor of this unusual stout, for sure. Brewed with flaked rye, chocolate rye, several specialty malts, and a hefty amount of, not surprisingly, coconut. Uh-huh. That's how they get the coconut uh, rye part of it, the coconut there. Anyhow, this medium-bodied beer offers rye spiciness balanced by sweet coconut with hints of dark chocolate and espresso. The perfect pair for a hearty winter meal or to reward you after a journey through the kingdom of Mercia. Mercia. All right. Well, there it is, boys. All right. This sounds like um, just madness right here, but we're going to give it a try. Salute. Salute. hey T-Bone, you're up, man. Your lighting's bad, but go ahead, man. Well, that is definitely a bit coconutty. Um, <laughs> Whoa. It, yeah, this tastes like... Something you'd get at the coffee bean or something like that. Like some kind of weird mocha-y coconut wrap of what's it called kind of beverage. Um, Sweet. Uh, Really sweet. Uh, Which, you know, we get some some stouts that come in on the sweeter side anyway. But the the malts that they chose and the addition of the coconut business really... Takes it to a different level. If you are into coconut, this is probably a great dessert beer for you. Uh, if you're not into coconut, nothing about this is going to be redeemable. <laughs> and I know that's one of those things where people really tend to fall one side or the other. There's not a lot of middle ground with coconut, I don't think. So nope, definitely not. I don't mind coconut. I'm about as, as ambivalently positive as you can get on coconut. So, <laughs> uh, but this is still—it's not quite my style. <laughs> All right, Peter. Well, when I drank, my, my, my first sip of this made me think, if you like pina coladas, <laughs> bum, bum. that's the first thing that went through my head. And uh, if you like pina coladas and you like beer, this is it. This is a pina colada beer. I, they, that's what they should call it. A, instead of the patsy. The pina colada beer? They should call it the pina colada beer. Or, you know, maybe some variation of that. But that's what this is. Um, I like it. It's It's... Uh, it falls in that sort of novelty category. Um, yeah. It's a well-made beer, though. Yes. And to be mm-hmm. honest with you, I think this would probably be a kick-ass stout without the coconut. Yeah. Because I'm so... I mean, it, you know, when it's hard the, to say for all, certain because the, yeah. Yeah, the coconut is so... Oomph. But I'm liking the background flavors that wouldn't be background flavors if the, if the coconut was there. Um, the rye... Mar- barley, the rye, malt, uh, flake barley, and all that. That's all tasting good. It's a, it's, 
it's interesting. I give him kudos for for going out on a limb. Um, <laughs> I imagine this is not one they're going to be carrying forever. I, I, I imagine this would be something they roll out once a year. Yeah, or special occasions, yeah. like you know, um, rolling into say Thanksgiving or Christmas or. Something like that. There's got to be, I don't know. Coconut doesn't really go with any of those seasons, but this it, beer. It, it could be an Easter beer in cold weather country. <laughs> yeah. All right. But maybe. Maybe. It's hard, though. It kind of, you know, it, it, to me, it's, it's kind of on the lines of, like, Malibu rum, you know? Um, <laughs> yeah. But as you said, uh, it's well-made beer. The coconut is so fr- front and center. That being said, what I was expecting and what I got are two different things. Because yeah. I, 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 I got a really, a really decent beer. Um, and it's not near, anywhere near as sweet. It's just sweet for a stout, right. but it's really not that sweet when you think about it's a coconut beer. Coconut like, beer. I was afraid we were going to have, what's that? We had something a while ago. Where we it was, had some it was so tasting sweet. sweetness. It was one of the pumpkin ones, I think, that we had that was just Yeah, yeah. This it one tasted is, like a whippet. Yeah, this one is, uh, it's, it's not too sweet. <laughs> no, uh, uh, I, I kind of like it. Uh, it's like one of those things, like you said, you know, you could probably drink a couple of these, and that'd be it for months on end. Um, but as far as the quality of the beer, it's really a well-made beer. I get exactly what you're saying about it would probably be a great stout, uh, you know, without the coconut. But that being said, they added the, the way they added the coconut, they did a good job of doing that. Because, like I said, it could have gone horribly wrong. Oh, for sure. Easily. For sure. T-Bone, <laughs> on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being best. You know, after a couple of extra sips here, <laughs> I am going to be, I'm going to give him a half a point because I think that the label itself, the style of the label is cool, like the Loteria card, you know? Yeah. Uh, hold, it there, hold up there. All of the theirs have some sort of variation of that, and yeah. I think that they do that well. Yeah. I'm going to give the, I'm going to give this a six and a half. Six and a half. Peter. Yeah, you know, it, this is one of those things where we, we've talked about this. Is like, how do you compare it? If I'm comparing this to a stout, if I, if that's the category, this is I not going to well. It's, it's right in a novelty connection. And so that's how I'm going to rate this is as a novelty sort of beer. And it, so in that regard, I, I'm going to go with the seven. Yeah, I, I'm with you. It's a novelty beer. I, I give it a seven. And like you said, if you were going to just Rate it as a beer overall. I'd be probably closer to stout. What T Bone says, but uh, yeah, it's a novelty beer. I give it a seven, and it's the uh, Barley Forge, the Patsy. Peter, uh, I mean, what kind of food? What, you know what I'm going to say. <laughs> this is your dessert. This is dessert. <laughs> this would be, and this, this would be a it, great. And that's dessert. a legitimate, totally legitimate. And hey, food. for those of you who like those uh, beer floats, which I am not at all a fan of. But I know that there are those who like a beer float, you know, ice cream floated into a beer. Um, this is a beer that would go well for a beer float, uh, if, if you like that yeah. sort of thing. Otherwise, you know, this, I, I, I don't, as we've said many times, as I've said many times, I don't drink a lot, I eat a lot of uh, desserts. This would, I'd be totally happy after a big old meal, you know. I couldn't even drink the whole glass because it's still filling. Yeah. Uh, say half a glass worth of, you know, those little cordial things we always talk about, how we get pissed when they right. deliver our beers and that. That's what this is good for. Uh, and skip your, you know, volcano lava <laughs> cake thing and drink this instead as your dessert um, after, you know, your steak and your fish and your whatever else you had for this. Would, that's what this is for. Absolutely. Uh, what was the final? Raspberries. Six point raspberry. Uh, this would go nicely with some raspberries, or 
Like even maybe even like a raspberry sorbet sort of thing. Blackberry sorbet. This would go nicely. Final. Six I think it was seven seven and what'd you say six, six and, and a half? half. So six point uh, eight, or something. eight something something. <laughs> six and five six. Six and five six and that was once again. Did you get the lighting right there? The Patsy by Barley Forge Brewing Company out of Costa Mesa, California. That's going to do it for Brewski's Night. We will see you again soon there, folks, on uh, Periscope. Doo-doo-doo-doo. There you go. And another edition of Brewski's, sponsored by DrinksWineSpirits.com. That's Brewski's, sponsored by DrinksWineSpirits.com. Go there and join the Beer of the Month Club. We'll send you a box of beers each month. With uh, for four different breweries, uh, three beers apiece, and you'll help out the show just a little bit. We're about uh, 15 minutes away from Anthony Davis joining us on the uh, on the air here. We're gonna take a quick break and come back and uh, chat a little bit, and then uh, get AD on the line. This here is Michelle Mangione, Skeletons. Back after this. some other place a world without design this is not the path that I would have chosen reaching for your hand as if it was a crime are you Yeah. 
confused Wicked, scarred, or broken All these words they use To hide the simple fact One day we can learn to live and love in this place With our arms wide open There's no reason anyone should My name is Joe Thompson. I'm 29, and thanks to my college degree, I'm a systems analyst. And the college me would tell you. I wouldn't be here without Big Brothers Big Sisters. My big brother believed in me, and to a seven-year-old... That means a lot. My big brother's name is Phil, and Phil is the reason that this seven-year-old grows up to be a systems analyst. Whether you donate money or time, you're helping Big Brothers Big Sisters help a child. Start something today at BigBrothersBigSisters.org. Brought to you by Big Brothers Big Sisters and the Ad Council. Psst. Hey, over here, behind the fence. Huh? You? The bike? Yeah, the bike. Here in the grass where the kids left me a while ago. Could you get the dust off my seat and remind the kids how fun I still am? Okay. Oh, you are dusty. I may need my spokes tightened, too. Let's go. As Native American parents and caregivers, our encouragement to healthy lifestyles for our kids is helping them get outside and play. Get ideas. Get involved. Get going at letsmove.gov slash Indian Country. Brought to you by USDA, HHS, and the Ad Council. Talk Story Radio. Hello, this is Steve Delamater, and hello to all you out there on the interwebs. Keep it right here on Swoops World.
it's shaking, baby. Wanna go for a spin? I got the top down, looking round at places I've been. There's a diner on the corner. Welcome back to Swim for All the Talks are Radio Network. Audible.com, man. Check it out. Audibletrial.com forward slash Swoops World. If you go there, check it out and sign up. Your first download of your first book is uh, free. And uh, Audible Trial, um, Audible has 250,000 titles. Um, all the best sellers are out there, a lot, including a lot of great, uh, some of the older stuff. Um, they've got sniper shit. They've got, uh, what else have you been reading? I mean, they got self help, snipers. They got your. Um Management stuff. They got everything, man. They yeah. got fantasy. They got, I've been reading a lot of. Uh, I think uh, they even have some erotica in there somewhere. Dope. I believe so. I haven't checked that out yet. I might do that. Um, I've been reading a lot of science fiction stuff and uh, something else. A little bit of history. Uh, so uh, they they have something from everybody, and they have a ton of great talent reading these books. And uh, you know, you can listen to this while you're while you're working out, while you're traveling. Uh, while you're painting, as I have been doing, painting my kitchen, uh, lots of opportunities yeah, to. You're like week three into that project, huh? Uh, it's a big pride. It's a big. Kitchen. Oh, I, know, I, know, I, know, I don't doubt that. I know. Yeah. I've, I've seen it. Just. But we're we're closing in. We're, in. You seen, you've seen some uh, ending. Oh in... uh, yeah, it's looking good. All right. It's looking. Cool. I think it's looking good. So. That's all that matters. I'm the well, one I mean, doing the work. <laughs> <laughs> so anyhow, it's... I, I know that conversation goes, well, you should have fucking done it yourself then. That's right. You don't like that color? Well, I asked you before if this is the color you want me to paint. So that's, yeah, that's where we are in the stage. It's, it's, it's going to remain permanent for at least a few years. Um, that's where we are. So what you said um, about that garden. <laughs> so, you know, check it out. AudibleTrial.com forward slash SwoopsWorld. Your first download is free if you sign up. Uh, if you do that, my you know, little bit of advice, you know, pick something like Lord of the Rings or something, something that's like something's got a lot, you know, of hours thirty hours of reading. Check, yeah. make the most. And if you go that route, uh, uh, Soup's World will earn a few pennies. Help us out. For all your fitness needs, go see our good friend Jack Nunn over at Rowworks Fitness here in the city of Long Beach, California. Eh? He's got indoor rowing, boot camp, personal training, and much, much more. Located at fifty-seven fifty Boathouse Lane. Go to the website www.rowworks.com or give them a call at 562-688-1716. Let them know the Swoops World sent you. Your first visit is free. T-Bone, DraftKings, man. DraftKings is where you need to be if you like fantasy sports and you like to screw up and start over. <laughs> Uh, some of us are really good at you know like different, different parts of that. Yeah. <laughs> DeAndre Jordan's playing fantasy free agency right now. Um, like, no, maybe. Yeah. And this is one of those weird things. It's like I didn't know they had verbal commitments in the NBA. You know, I thought that was a college recruiting thing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, if you uh, if you like fantasy sports and you really really dig the uh, the setup part more so than how the chips fall, then you need to get on to swoopsworld.com slash DraftKings or click on that uh, ad on the right side of our page. There, it may be on the right, it might be on the left, it might be right on top. I don't even know anymore. Things move around. It's the internet, baby. Um, but if you join DraftKings through our Swoopsworld Connect, there, uh, you get a free entry into a large money cash prize giveaway and that's the great thing about DraftKings is that you're not playing for uh, you're not playing for bits you're playing for bucks so give it a go swoopsworld.com slash DraftKings 
Speaking of tabs on the front of the page, if you go to the front of Swoops World, you'll see a big ad, I don't know, ad, a little thing you can click on there, talking about aeroponic growing. If you want to grow your own vegetables and uh, produce in an organic, low-water way, uh, there's a good chance you can do that with the GardenTower.co. If you go to www.GardenTower.co, it'll tell you all about it. You can grow 20 to 28 plants right there in your own backyard or on your balcony or inside your house, no matter where you want to do it. And you do it for 20% less or only 10% of the water that it would take to grow the same amount of produce in the traditional, traditional way. So check that out. And uh, right there, www.gardentower.co. It's about time to give AD a call. So we're going to give it the, give it the end of heads up and do that. T-Bone, you, uh, there was one other thing I was going to ask you about, man. I probably didn't do it. to welcome our friend and colleague back to the show, five-time national champion, two-time All-American, played football and baseball over at USC, went over to the was it World, football? World Football League as well as the NFL and the CFL. Anthony Davis back to the show. How's it going, man? Doing okay. How are you, Swoop? Doing great, brother. Doing great, man. It's always a pleasure to have a chance to chat with you, man. Let's just jump right into it. DeAndre Jordan, he, uh, he was played for the Clippers. He uh, became a free agent, said he was going to go to Dallas, the Mavericks, and now there's talk that he wants back into the Clipper organization, man. What are, you, what are your thoughts on that? Wait a minute, what's that all about? Did, did, didn't, first, didn't he say something about he got tired of hearing uh, Chris, Chris Paul, Paul talking, yeah. or talking or something like that or bugging him during the game time or on the bench or whatever? Then also then we hear that he's accepted offer from uh, the Mavericks. So what's that about? So all of a sudden he's getting cold feet to something he saw in Dallas. He wants to come back to L.A. I don't know, man. It seems like there's some emotional stuff going on with this man, you know. Uh, most in, in most cases, most people have already said he should have never been entertained going to Dallas anyway. But the reason he's been pulled because, you know, Texas is his home. And, he, and, he, and a lot of that's working on it. And then also he, probably, he might be trying to build a brand. I don't know. But the thing is, uh, uh, he should have never entertained. He stayed right foot where he is. But that's amazing. And I don't know what would, what would make him come, want to come back. He probably heard something. Well, you know, it's interesting. When, you know, when you talk about uh, you know, a guy, not, not just the fact that he, he was leaving and then he wants to come back, you know, that, that kind of, to me, kind of messes up a little, little uh, cohesion in the locker room there. But uh, after you've uh, made statements about the uh, the captain of the team, your your, your teammate and such, uh, are you, uh, you, know, you welcome back under those some, under those circumstances? I mean, you just throw you, you guys shake hands and uh, give it a big bro hug and say it's all over. We're good to go. Let's do this. No, because what what that, what that does is you know that 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 affects team morale and then that questions management. That questions that questions the head coach. How the head coach is allowing this one guy to be a dominant player on a team concept, you know, a sport. But then what it does, too, is it puts the perception out of the league that, hey, you know, Chris Paul is hard to play with, you know. Just like just like people say about coming to L.A. with Kobe. I mean, the perception about Kobe is that a lot of people don't want to play with him. That's the word I've heard, especially in the last three or four years. 
But if you put that kind of stuff out, that means that that affects team chemistry. It questions Doc Rivers and everybody else. You know, everybody else in, involved. You know, when... in other words, in other words, in other words, you're just talking about hey, the team is you know that you the Clippers have some success, but also says there's some dysfunctionality within that organization. That that's what I took it from when I heard the comment. Yeah. You know, you you mentioned Doc Rivers, and you and I kind of talked a little off the air a little bit about this. You know, you see, you know, a lot of these, not a lot. You see, a few of these coaches are, are head coaches and general managers. Uh, you know, seems like there's been very few people that were really successful with that. I think uh, I think that guy I can't remember his name that coached the, the Celtics for a long time uh, may have pulled that off. I, I know that uh, Phil Jackson did for a little bit, and, and as well as Pat Riley, but. How difficult is it to, to, to wear both hats? Can't do it. You got to be a special individual to be able to do that. Riley can. Riley proved and did it. Won a championship that way. There's only a few guys who can do it. You know, what I mean, because you split right down the middle. You're worrying about on the court play. You're traveling. You're doing this. You're doing that. And then at the same time, you got to think about, you know, how do you keep your team strong? How you going to build? Looking at trades. You know, all kind of stuff. So I mean, I don't know how you can do it. Uh, some guys can do it. Uh, maybe Doc can prove that he can do it. I don't know. I mean, I know he's, you know, he has both hats. But I would find that difficult. The thing is, and, and, and it's a catch-22, is you have to be able to find a general manager that works in sync with the head coach. they got to be on the same page. they got to think the same way. they gotta be a, they got to be two peas in the pot. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. Now, of course, uh, you took it to the success of the San Antonios. They've proven that the Popovich – and the general manager works together. You look at Pat Riley down in Miami, works together. Okay, and then you look at all the teams that are there every year consistently. Those are the only two teams in recent years that have been there and been there about that. You know, you got a good point there because many a time when we will hear a coach after after he retires or after he's had a good run with the team and never you know never get over the hump, uh, we'll talk about that. Uh, you know, they they, they struggled. Uh, dealing with the with the uh, general manager, you know, they wanted to make certain draft picks, and the manager went a different way. Right. We we hear a lot about this, mo- a lot of, in football. You know, you know, guys are talking about, well, I wanted to draft so and so, and the general manager, uh, you know, wanted to draft this guy, and and you know, right. you talk about systems and stuff like that. The co- it's the coach's system, um, but then you got the general manager making the picks. That's right. Well, you know, if in football, I mean, you know. Uh... I, I, I guess that's the reason why everybody says Belichick has been consistent because he dictates everything when it comes to football decisions. The bottom line is, you know, you have to be in sync. And if a guy has a certain system or he has a adjustable thing he wants to do within his system, you know, he's got to have a lot of say in who's playing on his team. Uh, you know, he'll see something and send something that can help his team. If the general manager doesn't think that way, you're going you're gonna to start clashing. That's always been the case. You know, I mean, uh, and, and, and you look down in Dallas, they've had a lot of talent, but obviously you, you notice that Jerry Jones has had problems over the years with, with, with the coaches, him being a general manager and the owner. And a lot of times it's a CNC, they don't see CNI and I. Back when Jimmy Johnson was there with Jerry Jones, they, they hit heads and stuff. But well, yes, I heard, you I know. Heard Jimmy Johnson say that's one of the reasons he, he left when he did, is it's he. Even though they they've known each other for years, uh, he just said he you know the, the, they just couldn't work well together. He had to, he had to leave. And you remember one? You you remember this also when Barry Switzer came in there. That was that was the system and philosophy and team that he put together. That Barry, even though I, I think he's good, he was a good coach, 
but he took over a team that Jimmy Johnson had built. And then after that year they won the Super Bowl, he left. Then they, they haven't been back to that kind of success since. So there, there's something that they got. They got to put. They got to put all the tools together because they do have the working uh, talent to, to get there. <clears throat> but but there's something that is has been missing for all those years. And this is nothing I say, especially particularly about the Dallas situation, is that I believe that Tony Romo is a game manager. I don't think he's that quarterback like Aaron Rodgers or. Brady or Russell Wilson and stuff. You know, they try to put that on Russell. He's not a game man. He can play, can move in. But, but I believe that they need to put pieces from a general manager standpoint around him where he ain't doing as much. Okay, so that comes down to ownership, management, and the head coach. So I don't really know how strong the head coach is in Dallas and how he influences decisions, but, there, but there's something that has to be done because they have not been there based on what they're projected to be. Yeah. Who's coaching on there? Jason Garrett? Is that, who's, who's, yeah. Yeah. Jason Garrett is ginger. Yeah. Jason what? The little ginger. The <laughs> <laughs> red-headed fella. He's a, he's, Man, he's let me tell too. you something, T-Bone. <laughs> T-Bone, you got to, you putting too much seasoning sauce on that meat. <laughs> 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 you come up with this. I, I almost choked on I choked I'm sipping on something. I almost choked on I think, what did he just say? <laughs> <laughs> hey, D, well. Before we get too far off base on this one, we're, we're, uh, I want to I wanted to tag another football story, man. Uh, FSU QB DeAndre Johnson, uh, he he uh, he just got cut from the team. They got him on videotape punching a, punching a woman in a bar. Uh, let me just let me just I'm going to say this real quick, and then I want to get your thoughts on it. You know, there's no excuse for anybody to put hands on anybody. My, my what's interesting to me though is that uh, they said he was booked for battery. And he didn't say anything about her. And I, uh, the videotape I watch, she punched him in the face. He punched her back. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying he should ever hit her. I'm not saying she should ever hit him. But then you kind of talk about, you know, in the in the big scheme of things, um, you you know, if you if you if you punch somebody, you can pretty much expect they're going to punch you back. And and even if it's and people say, well, she's a woman and stuff like that. And I and I kind of go, I, I understand that, but. You know he's taking a chance too because she could be Ronda Rousey or somebody. But you, when you start talking about uh, we talk about equality and women want to play in like men's sports and things like that, and they think they can take a hit and stuff like this. And by all means, I'm not justifying this. I'm not saying it's, it was right on either either side. I'm just saying it's interesting that she didn't get arrested for punching him in the face, and he got he got arrested for punching her in the face and what the school's going to do the school's going to do what they want to do that that's just the way it goes well here well, here here's this is how I would have handled that law enforcement should have drove both but they both should have been under scrutiny and both went to jail they should have yeah that's that's, num- that's, that's number that, that's number 1 number 2 he should have never been in that bar anyway at 19 years old okay number 3 once he saw anything going on with this woman, and he did, he should he went she should have went straight to management of that club at bar. But then also, what he did, if he'd have done it, he exposed him being at bar at nineteen. You see, so he should have never been in there in the first place. So his judgment was bad and all. And and Florida State, all they're doing is re, is, is reacting because of all the controversy they had with Jameis Winston and stuff the year before, and all that kind of. They weren't taking any chances, so they eliminated him right away. 
okay? And then if it does come out that it, that, that whatever, and who know, I don't know if he'll be let back on the team, which I doubt. He might not be able to get another school now because that, that video was crazy looking at it, even though I know the girl hit him first and he retaliated. But I'm telling you, Florida State was protecting their rears. They didn't want no more controversies. And that's the that's one why they do that. They're not going to have that. Well, yeah, I, I, expect, I expected the school to do that. And, and, you know, back in the day that I remember, when you had two situations like that, they called it mutual combat and both people went to jail. And I'm just curious as to why that didn't happen there. And the fact that people think they can hit somebody and expect they're not going to get hit back is is is, a, is that's a, just a bonehead move. And like I said, and, and, and realistically, you know, I'm not saying one way or the other, but there's some there's some badass women out there too that could put a hurt on you too. So I mean, he you know he, he took his but the bottom too. line. The, but the bottom line is what he should have done. He wasn't thinking with his head. The problem is he should have went and told Mads what this woman did. He should have never did that because she assaulted him. But also, like I said, he was so vulnerable. He wasn't supposed to be in there legally anyway. 19 years old, and he's in the bar area anyway, so he might have had something to drink as well. He just never know. So, I mean, maybe if he was thinking that way, he wasn't going to do it because he was going to get exposed, and he might have been suspended severely if, if, if by him being in the bar anyway, because I think that's the reason why they got rid of him. Number one, he hit the woman. He should have never been there, and I think number the two reasons why he's not on that team. That's underage drinking. He might have had something to drink. Who knows? And most he goes cases, to Florida he probably State. did. Yeah, of course, he had something to drink. Well, well, <laughs> I, but I'd be willing to say he had something to drink. Yeah. Maybe, maybe not. But I'm just saying. I think, and just thinking from afar, I believe that Florida State did it on those two issues I just said. Oh, yeah. What are you doing at any? First, when you walk in a bar, that's no man's land. And then when you sit out at night after twelve, that's no man's land. Like these professionals. One, two, three. What are you doing out at 3 o'clock when you're a professional athlete? Come on. Your butt should be in the room somewhere in the bed looking at sci-fi or something if you want to keep your butt up instead of sitting around, you know, out in the streets running and roaming the streets. And for a 19-year-old to be in a bar, based on what has happened in the past with the number one draft choice, come on, you got to think, use your brain. I think if you come from, you you know, the scrutiny on on all sports right now is one thing, but I I, I also think if you come from certain certain uh, programs, if you go to if you belong to certain programs, you got to know that there is a uh, there's a stink eye on you, man. And anything you're going to do to step out of line, you're going to come down. They're going to come down hard on because you know they're trying to keep the NCAA off their back. They're trying to keep these outside lawsuits off their back, and you, you should just know that. Look, the bigger the brand, the bigger the pedigree, the more vulnerable that program becomes. The USC, the Ohio State, the Notre Dame, the Michigan, the Florida State, the Alabama, the LSU, those kind of programs that I mentioned are very vulnerable because they're top-end schools, and they're going to protect their brand. And the NCAA is always looping. And I, and I don't know why these guys don't think. I mean, God, I'd love to be a kind of just, just fire on the condition to do a scared straight program with some of these kids because – Look, these people are going to protect their brand. They're not, they're not going to do that. And then he got caught up in a situation with another with a female. Hey, did you see what happened to Ray Rice? As soon as that woman pops, you should have thought about Ray Rice. Well, you know, you're kind of fading out, AD, but you got a point there. To Can you hear me now? Yeah, that's much better. Which, which you got a point there. These guys, these guys have got to know. Um, Realistically, where they stand and what they what they what they what they have to lose, 
And, you know, I, I was talking to my kid the other day, man. So, you know, sometimes you just got to walk away from shit, man. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's not about being macho or something. It's just you got to just walk away, you know. Yeah, you, I mean, you definitely got to walk away. But first of all, you look, listen, when you represent a top-end school like that, a Florida, a USC, whatever, just for reason, I'm just throwing them out. Before you, when you do anything today with social media, with cameras and everything else out there, you got to think, okay, now I'm going to this place. Where am I going? What kind of people, what kind of character people are walking there? What kind of women come in there? What kind of guys hang in there? What are you doing? Is it drugs in the place? Is it, is it, is it really high volume alcohol in there? Am I vulnerable getting in kind of you got to think that way before you even do it. I'd rather stay at home and look at four walls and have sip on something if you're going to do that and do your thing behind four walls because in the long run, you're going to pay the price for it. And if you, it's always the thing of the wrong place, wrong time. But let me tell you something: when you go to these places, you're setting up yourself to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah. People like to play with fire, man. <laughs> That's the truth. <laughs> they lying because they would, they would be over there with T-bone cooking some meat over there with them. You know. Yeah, I'm right. I know. I had to learn for myself that the stove was hot. Yeah, we all did. Man. <laughs> And he had to check again. Hey, that's still hot. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, we're gonna we're gonna step away from football and we'll come back to it, man. Uh, you got some thoughts on uh, uh, Puig, right? Yeah, you know, you, you know, you hear disturbing things about a talented player and stuff like that. The thing that I don't understand about the mentality, if all reports are true, look, man, you just came from Cuba. You came here in a very in a lot of ways, a messed up way, but mainly you got it. Look, you got to the United States. Cuba, you come from a communist country. You got over here to the land of the free. Even though you can say, we, we got issues here in this country, but the bottom line, this is the best country on the planet. So when you get an opportunity to come in and play in Major League Baseball, show your talents, man, hey, man, be gracious to be here. Be respectful. Play with your teammates. Show up on time. I mean, did you get too much money? I mean, if, if the reports are out based on what we all have heard about, he's not hard. He's hard to get along with. The ball players on the team have a problem dealing with him. I mean, that kills team morale in a big way. I've seen that when I played and everything else like that. But if it's true, you know, he's a very talented guy. But man, I hope some of those guys can get him aside and talk to him. Or some of the Hispanic ball players around the league just need to pull his coat and say, "Hey, look, you need to sit down. Let's sit down and talk," because you you don't watch yourself. You're gonna be back in Cuba. Well, we've so I'm heard- just saying, if, 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 if it's true, and if somebody's offended him, and somebody's really a thorn in his side, he got to make it clear. But based on what we're hearing, he's hard to get deal with. What I've heard is, like, you know, guys like, um, I think it was Manny Motor, guys like that have taken him under their wing and, and tried to school him. But we, I'm sitting right here to, the, like, the number one Dodger fan in the world. Uh, and Peter and Peter frequently says he's got a, he's like a million dollar t- talent with a ten cent head. Yep. Uh, what are your thoughts on this, Peter? Well, he seems to be proving that that he's got a ten cent head. He's still making the boneheaded plays. Uh, he's not hitting cutoff guys. He's he's getting thrown out on base when like the hottest hitters at the plate. Um, he's He's, he's a talent. He's There's no choice about the, I heard he got moved back in the lineup. He's moved back to six now? Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's another thing is here's a guy who with no one on base, he bats like 380 or something, 360 or something like that. But with guys on base, he's batting 240. So, you know, he's 
he's not your ideal team player so far. Nobody would dispute that he's got great talent. Uh, he might see, be a five-tool guy, but... See, but see, he, he is a five-tool guy. Just taking from me being BJ and drafted. I'm just telling you, based on what you said, you're absolutely right. See, he plays like he's... He, play, he plays sandlock baseball with mm-hmm. all that talent. See, he plays sandlock. See, he doesn't play strategy baseball. See, you got to remember, sometimes a lot of these Latin ballplayers come in here, they don't play discipline. You know, that's one of the biggest raps on some of the guys coming in. And some guys do, and most of them don't. That's why a lot of them stay down in the minor leagues long, because they learn how to play the game thoroughly on the professional level. You know, I know some guys that played in the major leagues that are retired now who told me that a lot of, some, a lot of these guys are not disciplined players, and fundamentally they're not sound. they got raw talent. But they're not putting that wrong talent in a fu- fundamental way in, in the game of baseball. And, far, and what you're telling me, that's what's happening with Quigg. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's as a Dodger fan, that's what it sounds like. That's what it looks like. And I, I see him, and, and I want to get excited, and I want to cheer for him. But you know, half the time I'm like moaning because like, ah, oh, he missed it. His... Well, let me tell you something. And, and this is what I told. I told the guys that early on. I said, first of all, I think the organization made a mistake. You should have. You should have never got rid of Kemp. I don't care what you said about his injuries. You know, you should never got rid of him. And, 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 and Henry Ramirez, that's coming back to haunt him too. So if you want to talk, you want to talk about Uribe, that could be a problem. So that can all come back to haunt, haunt the Dodgers. And I believe that those, that core of players kept Quig in line too. Ramirez and Uribe kept that guy in line. Now I was telling you, it's going to come back. In my opinion, this is my prediction that it's going to come down to San Francisco again at, in the long run never have another run at the playoffs. So I'm just saying because they have a discipline. Bochy runs a great organization up there. They play great baseball up there, and they're all in sync. And I'm just saying I don't know what the Dodgers are thinking about. This is my, this is my opinion. I just think they made some bad moves in terms of their personnel. Yeah, you might be right. But i got to say, when you pay some guy $30 million – Two other guys shouldn't have to keep him in line. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm true. saying? He should be in line. I mean, that's a ridiculous sum of money. You should show up. You should do your job. You should. You and I get that. Yeah. You and I get that. And you're not lying when you say that. Okay, but you got to understand, you just said it yourself. If you got a, if you have a 10-cent a a brain with all that talent, that 10-cent brain could be real ignorant. Not yeah. ignorant. Let me use this word we use on the street. You'd be real ignorant. <laughs> I saw it coming, I don't, care what part, I don't care what part of the world you come from. You could be real ignorant. Yeah, and, and, and that's what you probably are dealing with because you know it. You, if I get $40 million, I'm going to say, where you want me to go, boss? <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> and I'll put an emphasis on yes, sir. But see, <laughs> yes, you're, sir, not, you're not dealing with this kind of mentality. And, and, and a lot of that runs through a lot. That runs, that runs a lot through baseball and professional sports. You see, you can, you can have the body of a, four, of, of a 25, 30-year-old man but have the mind of a two-year-old. So that's what you're talking about. You see, and so I think that's what they're trying to combat. And so that's one, and that's one, and you're right. You don't need guys that have been around who've made money, been in playoff runs, and been in the World Series and stuff like that. You don't get, you, you got to have them guys uh, consultating a guy like that. You got a, you got a big time problem. And I think when they gave him all that money is when things started changing. Yeah. Yeah, well, he didn't really have to work his way up under the rank, you know, through the ranks either. I mean, he 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 came over. I think he was in the minor league for like forty games, thirty games, yeah. something like that. Yeah. And let me say this: you all remember the guy Raw Mondesi? Look what happened yeah. to him. <laughs> you know, you don't tell me that wasn't a talent. 
I'm gonna tell you something. And and if Quig don't watch himself, he can be in the, he can end up like that. Mm-hmm. Because there's always somebody around the corner knock on the door to get in. And well, see, a true. lot of these guys, a lot of these guys think they're invincible. A lot of guys think that the things can't change. Hey, you know, and a lot of these NFL guys mess up too. Hey, they always got they always got somebody that can take your spot. You might not be as good, but they can replace you. You know, a lot of times you don't have to be as good, especially in a team sport. You know, if you if you if you can if you can bring the talent that's re, that's required and needed for that, you know, fit right. that niche right there. Right, it, it might be all they need. And if if, if, if if you're not a headache to the rest of the team either. Yeah, it takes everything, you know, and especially you talking about team sports. I mean, you know, you know, you know, guy. I mean, like the guy, like 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 you just said. You know, with guys in, in, on on base, you batting two forty. When you're doing this, you're batting three something. You you you. If you're a five two player, you got to be consistent all across the board. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, you got to hit the cutoff man. You know, you got to be savvy. You you you, you know you, you you can't play sloppy. You got to be play fundamental baseball with the talent on top. And he, he and he's talent, but he ain't playing fundamental baseball. Then he ha- then he has a gutter attitude about his, his teammates. I think that's the that's the biggest thing with with a lot of with a lot of teams and a lot of players, you know. A lot of guys will put up with a lot of stuff if you're a team player, but if you're if you know if you're you're in a slump or you're making mistakes, but you're a team player, you're showing up on time, you're you're showing up early, you're staying late. Uh, right. Guys can understand that because you know everybody goes through cycles. But when you when you're kind of an asshole to the rest of the team, you know nobody's got time for you, man. Well, first of all, man, especially coming when he comes from a. Let me tell you something. If if Fidel Castro would have gave him forty million dollars in Cuba, let me tell you something. That man would get out of line. He would be there on time. If you know anything about the, the, the Cuban situation on that island down there, let me tell you something. You know they don't mess around in Cuba. But since he got away from Cuba, he's like a kid in a candy store. <laughs> but but if he had forty million in Cuba, let me tell you, he would not be doing what he's doing there. He wouldn't be doing what he's doing if he was in Cuba, guaranteed. Ad, let's uh, let's let's swap over to uh, back to college football for a little bit, and uh, we'll, I'm looking at some Pac-12 standings here, uh, preseason uh, standings, and, and, and everything's a little bit different. But uh, I'm looking at AthlonSports.com. They got Oregon picked to win it, and they got Oregon picked uh, to win the North Division, and SC picked to, to be first in the uh, South Division. But then I go over to uh, uh, different. Uh, I forget Pac-12.com. They got Oregon uh, picked to win the North Division, and UCLA picked to win it in the South Division, and um, Oregon picked to win it, win it all as well. Um, you know these 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 polls. I know they're preseason. Uh, you know the guys kind of a lot of it has to do with people's just basic attitude towards things, and some people use some kind of algorithms. But uh, I, I know you've seen different polls and stuff like that, and you've seen your alma mater bouncing around. You know, ranked high in some and, and lower in others. What are your thoughts? Well, here's the deal. You know, you know. Here, here's the deal. First of all, where is Oregon ranked nationally? First, that's how that's how you got to think because of the playoff system. If they're in the if they're in the top four or five, then that's that's where you got to be because that's going that's going to change from week to week. So I think I think I I think number one. I think you got Ohio State number one. Is that right? I'm looking up right now. Number one, you got Alabama. You got Florida State, and you're going to have, L- and to me, I think I heard it was L- LSU going to be the top four. I don't know how true that is. But who, 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 I know the top three, I mean, I know they're there. 
So you got to start thinking nationally overall before you even think you, before you start thinking about your conference, the Pac-12, Big, whatever. You, you can't even think about it because you can win the you can win your your conference in any conference if you're not in the top four or five, you're not going to the playoffs. That's is it. You can win your conference, but if you're not ranked in the top four, you're not going to the playoffs. <laughs> 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 it, 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 it doesn't matter what you do. So because of then the way they have it set up, all athletic directors, then they go vote who's going to be in there. That's what they do. So I'm just saying to you, now you can have SC ranked where, where they are. And, you know, you, you got UCLA one poll, SC and another's going to win the South, and you got Oregon across the board winning the North. And, and, and that's because they went all the way to the national championship game to play against a lot of them. And, and, and they believe they still have the talent and the pedigree and the system in place to keep to maintain it. Well, to me, when it comes to SC, you had a great recruiting class, but you had, you had some losses. Can you make up for those losses and be right there at the end? Well, here's what ESPN.com has. Uh, they have Ohio State number one, Alabama two, TCU three, I'm just going to give you the top ten. LSU for Baylor, Oregon, Notre Dame, Ole Miss, Georgia, and Arkansas. Um, I don't see SC in the top ten. SC, UCLA comes in 12 and SC at 13. Well, see, right there you can see what's happening right now. You, see, you can see the top-tier teams right there at the thing with the playoff situation. And that can change from week to week. So, so only, they're picking TCU, and I'm, over, I'm, I'm, and I'm picking Florida State. So Florida State's not there. But they're still in the top ten. So I'm just saying that picture, that top ten picture can change from week to week. But like we said, at the end of the day, it's some top four teams going to the playoffs. You see, Here's and that's a, where that's – Go ahead. And, and that's what, to me, why I, I don't believe in the, what the system's about. You need a full-fledged playoff, conference to conference championship, and you see them all up, and that's why. So the, the way the system's set up now, you have to win your – first of all, you have to win your conference, and you got to be in the top four. At the end of the year, that's the only way you go into the playoffs. That's it. End the, of story. The uh, Fox, goddamn FoxSports.com. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at theirs right now, and they—I um, don't even see SC listed on here. Uh, to, where is SC located? I'm going to give you the top 15 for FoxSports.com. Right. They've got. Uh, this thing just slowed up on me. <laughs> I hate computers, man. <laughs> Ohio State number well, I don't, one. I don't mess with them. TCU number two. Baylor number three. Oregon number four. Uh, this thing is slow. Florida State number five. Or Auburn six. Alabama seven. And uh, let's see, Alabama seven. Michigan State eight. Which is a surprise. SC number nine and Notre Dame number ten. See, that's that's whacked out. In my opinion, that's whacked out. Because I don't even that. That's like any, mini, money more pick them like that. I mean, I don't. I mean, the top, the, the top three or four, they got it right in my in my opinion. But but the thing is, the, the top four, they got to stick there. If they get beat, they'll get knocked out. So right. so so if you look, if you if you, if you if, I'm just saying, look, if you if you're in the top six, you're right there. Because somebody's going to get beat. (laughs) Just remember one thing. And this can happen. Okay? But see, you got, how many teams you got in the SEC in the top four? Uh, I got rid of it. It was, uh, let's see, who did Alabama. You got got Alabama, you got LSU, 
in the top in the top four. Okay. TCU. Alabama, TCU. I think it was Baylor. I forget. I forget who all was there. I don't remember who all which which conferences they were. I, I had to okay, click out okay. of it because it was just it was back okay. up the computer. Well, well, the bottom line is with uh, what's also this, to, to, to see where I think it's, it's really messed up is turn. You can have two SEC teams play for the national title. That don't make no sense. That means it's two conferences playing for the national title right. within the same conference. That don't make sense. That can happen. Right. Can you, can you picture? Can you picture if Alabama finished at number one, okay, and LSU number two, they're playing for the national title. Right. Okay. So what was really nice about last year, you had the Big Ten playing the champion, champion of the, pick, the Pac-12. That was perfect. That, that ended up fine. But the bottom line is the Pac-12 got so exposed. I mean, they got really exposed. Because based on all the hype that Oregon had, they, that should have been a, a, a nail-biter last year. Man, that was a total blowout. And, and Ohio State had four turnovers and still put up 40-some points. Man, that was... In other words, they t- that told me the pedigree of the Pac-12 was very weak, and they beat you with a freshman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Even I, I, I think that was the third quarterback they went through in the last, in the last five weeks. Even though he's a even though he's a talented kid, yeah. but I'm just saying you how do you rank how do you rank the talent? I'm since I'm talking about my school, how do you rank the talent with the national rankings and the national talent? See, that's how I look at it. How does it? How, how does the coaches match up with Saban? How does Sarkeesian match up with Urban Myers? Versus that's how I start thinking. Okay, where are you going to have your troops at the end of the year? Versus guys like that who's proven. Okay, these guys have been our national powers. They're right there, the national champion every year. So I'm just saying, since I'm specifically think, thinking about USC, okay, what does USC have to do to get in the top four? They got to blow people out. They got to blow people out. Right. And they need to start in their conference. And they better hope some luck comes around next because the way the system's set up, you got to be in the top four to get seated at the end of the year. Is SC able to do that? I don't know if they can do that because you got new talent in there. I don't know. What's, what's interesting is that the one poll has Michigan that, that high up. And, and when you're talking about a new coach and maybe even a new system, obviously a new system, um, you know, I know he's he's highly thought of. He's an alumni, and you know, he's just coming from the pro ranks. But uh, that seems kind of awful high to, this, to bring them in, in that high. Let me say this to you: Jim Harbaugh ain't beating Urban Myers. I mean, that's <laughs> what I'm telling you guys right now. And you know, he comes in, you know, great success at University of San Diego, Stanford, you know, San Francisco. Okay, he might be there another couple, but he ain't beating Ohio State. I mean, he's got a long way to go to get those. I mean, these guys are all well. They're, they're all machine. Yeah. I mean, you got three quarterbacks who play anywhere in the country. I mean, that, and that's a, that's a great problem to have for Vermont. But I mean, the way they let me tell you something. The way they beat Oregon, they beat Oregon like stepchildren. <laughs> they put. Let me tell you something. They put diapers on Oregon. <laughs> they put some baby. They put some baby. They put some Johnson baby powder <laughs> with some Pampers on Oregon last year. You hear me? <laughs> oh shit! So, 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 let take, so let me tell you something. If Jim Harburg beats Urban Myers within the next year or two, I'll take my hat off to him because that means he's done. So he's he's he turned the program around ninety degrees. But I don't see them beating Ohio State. As a yeah. matter of fact, 
the two teams that beat in the country anyway is Alabama and uh, and Ohio State, in my opinion. And with the way it stands now, those are the two teams to go get. Even with that offensive not, coordinator it, over there at Alabama? Huh? Even with that offensive coordinator over there at Alabama? Well, if 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 uh, if, if Saban's going to keep keep keeping control and can't stay intact, because I know people question that anyway, and a lot of people question that move anyway. But you know, if he if he can keep 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 the philosophy he has over there, they're going to be right there. They're going to be right there because I mean I think they have all the talent anyway. Cause they they're not, they they're going to lose a little bit, but I think they're going to be right there every year. They're going to be right there the next year or so <laughs> or more. That's the saving, but but if he lets him take over, I don't know. I have some question marks there because he was at one power and then now he's at another. But a lot of people say because of the sanctions and everything else. But Saban's has to stick to the guns that made him there and made him great and made him popular with the people of Alabama and with college football because he's been a powerhouse ever since he's been there. But now you know you're gonna have to move over because you got the Big Ten slapping around everybody with Ohio State. Urban Myers, you got to take your head off to him. That's the teams you have to win. Those are the teams you have to beat. True that, brother. Well, A.D., as always, it's a pleasure to have a chance to chat with you and, and, and figure out what, what, what the ills of society are happening and we can straighten everything out and talk sports and whatnot. And uh, we'll do it again next week, brother. My pleasure. And uh, T-Bone, keep cooking, brother. Working on it. Working on it. <laughs> Don't get him started, man. He'll put you on a okay. rotisserie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Take care. All Thanks right. You too, AD. Thanks a lot, brother. The great Anthony Davis, y'all, five-time national champion, two-time All-American, needs to have his re- jersey retired over there at SC and put him into the Rose Bowl Hall of Fame. This is Josh Domingo, and this is called Portland. Back after this. You can go ahead and leave. Don't have to worry about me. Go ahead and chase your dreams And I hope they all come true I'll be sitting here in Portland loving you Go find a new boyfriend With dark green eyes and a sun-kissed hand Go ahead and spread your wings And may all your skies blue I'll be sitting here in Portland loving you And I'll keep on loving you Like the first time that I saw you smile at me And no matter what you do You will always be the girl of all my dreams So go and make the world spin how you want it to Realign all of the stars any way you choose Pull the universe's strings and be someone else's muse I'll be sitting here in Portland loving you Dance with whomever you like 
bottom up and spend the night Go ahead and give your heart to whoever you want to I'll be sitting here in Portland loving you Go and make a house a home Raise a couple kids on your own Go ahead and live your life However you may choose And I'll be sitting here Portland loving you And I'll keep on loving you Like the first time that I saw you smile at me And no matter what you do You will always be the girl of my dreams Go and make the world spin how you want it to. We align all of the stars in any way you choose. Pull the universe's strings and be someone else's muse. And I'll be sitting here in Portland loving you. And if there's a day find you missing me Well you can rest assured you know where I will be Whether you're in France or down in Timbuktu Well I'll be sitting here in Portland loving you Hi, this is Sugarland here for Rad, the entertainment industry's voice for road safety. Music is one of the most important things in our lives, but nothing is more important than life itself. Music lives, and so should you. Please plan ahead. Designate before you celebrate. Friends don't let friends drive drunk. A public service message brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, Rad, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. My name is Ruth Rusi, and this is how I live United. I read to children as part of United Way's education program. It helps them create links between language and literacy and prepares them for a better academic future. I figure I have the time and they have the need. My name is Ruth Rusi. I help kids prepare to succeed in school. So I don't just wear the shirt, I live it. Give, advocate, volunteer, live United. Go to liveunited.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. The views and opinions expressed by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Talk Story Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors. I'm Joey. I'm Robert. I'm Dennis. And I'm Ellen. And we're It's, it's okay. okay! And you're listening to Sports World! It's a 
Swoosh on the Talk Show Radio Network, and let's get this one going right here. Boom. Uh, you know that sound? It's time for sports with T-Bone's Time Out. Or as we say it here, it's T-Bone's Time Out. Basketball free agencies and some some soccer tournaments that mean more than others. Uh, yeah, it's 
It's a fun week of sports. Yeah. Actually, Wimbledon. You got Wimbledon. Wimbledon is happening right yes, now. Indeed. So, uh, you know, everybody out there, you make sure that you got your uh, white skirts into the cleaners on time. What's their drink of choice? They have a drink of choice. Just at, like, at like, Wimbledon. The, like, like the Kentucky Derby has the. Uh... It's probably like a shandy or something <laughs> terrible like that. You know? Let's take a bad beer and pour lemonade in it and make it worse. <laughs> at least one doesn't have Campari in it. I'm good. Yeah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Talking about people that play tennis on grass. So it's already a confusing place. <laughs> but. You know, Wimbledon seems like one of those things that I could be mildly tempted to go to. Oh, I'd if, totally be tempted to go if to. If I got free airfare, <laughs> I would go to Wimbledon. You for have a day. lot of you have a lot of uh, caveats. Yeah, I would go to Wimbledon for a day. You know, if I had free airfare, nah. and then I'd spend the rest of the however long I had off of that free airfare getting pissed everywhere else. Getting pissed. Yeah, taking a piss. But ah. Uh, yeah, the, you know, the big international, you know, very globalist sports news that we're talking about this week, I think. Uh, something that makes all of those folks from back in the 70s who, who uh, forged that new trail and wrote down Title IX of the Ed Code uh, very proud. And that is that the United States women's national team took home their third, uh, third ever Women's World Cup Championship, and the first since '99 when uh, Brandy Chastain kicked in, kicked in the winner against China and took her top off for the whole world to see. Revealing another top. Really, another <laughs> top. Yeah. And you know, honestly, sports bras keep those things so matted down. It's just anyway, a top. Even yeah. even with the jersey on, I was like, ain't nothing down there. She got a Victoria's Secret or something. I might have been a little excited, or if she just played. Like and, shirts and skins. But no, that's not the point. The point of women's <laughs> sports is that we stop objectifying them. You know, no. you, 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 you mentioned, <laughs> I, I was watching so I was watching, it. Worked. You know how the little, uh, the little teasers come on in the news? And uh, whoever that lame-ass midday sportscaster on uh, ABC said something like... Midday, well, I don't uh, It's like, you know, it wasn't like... It was the, not Rob Fugazaki. It wasn't Rob well, Fugazaki. It was somebody else. And he says... Uh, the women's World Cup team, you know, came to LA yesterday and had their parade. He says, but they've won a World Cup, and they get paid less than the men. Well, you know what? Bring in the kind of money the men yeah. get, and then you can get paid. It has, yeah, nothing, and, and has nothing to do with gender. It's such a manufactured it's, Yeah, it's strictly. More politically correct bullshit. Okay, yeah. so so let's just, let's just pay them money that they didn't. You know, bring in. It's it's not. I mean, granted, I'm sure that FIFA still made a crap load of money off of. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Money that they, you know, and they probably paid out pretty close to proportionately in terms of what they gave out to the women's champion, finalists, semifinalists, participants, etc. I guarantee you that they had the same douchebag with glasses and a calculator crunching those numbers. (laughs) They crunched the numbers on how much to pay the men's national teams based on how much money they brought in. Off of their TV contracts and sponsorships and all that other stuff. It reminds you of the it's, NCAA, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's the same guy. He's an athlete. How can we make money on these people? <laughs> so the whole the whole manufactured controversy about how the women's national team won the tournament and only got $2 million, where a participant in the men's tournament gets a million and a half or whatever. I don't care. 
I don't. <laughs> I try my best not to contribute any any direct dollars to either one, but that's my stance on you know generally everything except, so, except oh. charges of Padres <laughs> and no, Nebraska. Nebraska, I have no problem. With you, <laughs> I I I went to the we went to the Padre game a couple weeks ago, and that was fine because it was more about just driving down there and drinking, you know, and then sobering up and driving home. Of course. I mean, uh, that, you wouldn't I have it any, any I other way. I didn't have to drive home, so it was good. But you know there's a train that There is, but we had just taken it the week before. It seems and so it drops long, you off within so walking day, distance of Petco. That's a long walk from San That's uh, It's over. walking distance. It's I've, I've, long I've long made walk. that walk. I'd rather take it. My fat ass has made that walk. Come on. You're a young whippersnapper in fairly decent shape. Complete opposite ends of downtown. The train drops you off on the west, and then you got to walk all the way over to this east village. There's a trolley, too. There's a trolley. There's a little red thing. I there's a couple buses. Exactly. Number nine goes right by. It's like 90 cents or something. Uh, Shows you how cheap I am. I walked it. But then, yeah, Safer than you know, the The whole idea that this is somehow, you know, the glass ceiling rearing its ugly head again. Yeah. It's just nonsense. Crapola. I mean, the, wor- the, the World Cup tournament, the men's World Cup of soccer, has been around since what? A hundred? No, it's it's long ass time. I think it's over a hundred years now. And and, and worldwide, it, it rakes in some serious yeah, cash. And, that, and you know there are B- billions. Yeah, a b- b- billions. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, it rakes in so Not much money. It, it rakes in so much money that they can bribe people to have it in their yeah. country. Yeah, FIFA <laughs> admits to like four and a half billion yeah. in revenue. Yeah, they openly admit to that much money that they're making. And that's what they're paying the, some the sort of tax <laughs> on, maybe. Yeah. So you and know that they're. Actually, it's double or triple that, yeah. probably safely. That's yeah. yeah. astronomical amount, yeah. amount of money. And when you consider that every nation state on the planet aspires in one way or another to get a team participating in this tournament, everyone. I can't think of a country. I mean, fuck, Iraq wants to be in the World Cup. And they, there's they that country, even, what's that, uh, South Africa something or other? Yeah, you know. They yeah. were a crappy team for years and years and years, <laughs> and, and they still spent billions, <laughs> maybe trillions to, to Yeah. Yeah. So, there, we, but, we but host the World Cup. And yet there are still a shocking number of countries across the globe that frown upon the idea of women playing soccer. But they'll host play, a World Cup. Let alone playing it competitively. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I don't think we'll be seeing the Women's World Cup uh, at the site of the 2022 Men's World Cup anytime soon. I believe that's the one in Qatar and uh, the UAE. They I don't think... Out there? You know, and, and of anywhere in that region, that would be the place where we would see the women play soccer. And I still... I, I just don't see that on the horizon. You know, not without some more freedom being dropped on them from <laughs> <laughs> many miles above. But, yeah, I, it's just a simple math problem. And if there's not the same amount of money being generated off of it, there's not the same amount of money to be paid out because of it. So I, I just don't understand the people who have their varying forms of knickers and a twist over this. And it, as we have seen, players or teams or organizations that, I mean, the U.S. is no slouch of a team, right? I no. mean, they've won, they, they've made the final, I think, the last four? They, yeah, I think they And won made, two of them, yeah. right? Something like that? So if they could have demanded more, they would have. I mean, 
if there was more to be had, they would have taken it. And, and we've seen that in sports. That's one thing. Yeah. And it doesn't matter whether you're talking amateur sports, you know, heavy quotes there, or, uh, you know, professional sports. The teams and the players, if they can demand more, if they can say, hey, we won't show up, and you're, you know, or we'll only play this and that, that's what will happen. And yeah. the fact that it didn't happen means that it's not possible. It's and here's, not and financially here's, here's possible. The deal. Four years from now, the payout for the various participating teams in the Women's World Cup will be higher. And it won't have a damn thing to do with the fact that people are making a fuss of this on Twitter. No. The payout will be higher because, you know what? America likes a winner. Exactly. And America won this time. Yeah. So four years from now, there's going to be a whole bunch of Americans watching. With their scarves. And Coca-Cola and McDonald's will be paying twice what they paid this time around. And whatever ESPN played this last time, they're going to have to pay more. But you'll see Coca-Cola at McDonald's. You know who you will not see? Jared. You won't see Jared, <laughs> because apparently he's not into adult women anyway. Well, it wasn't him. It was actually somebody who worked for him. <laughs> and he got the, he got the screwed in. That's just so... T- okay, and that it's was typical. On, typical. On, the news, on the radio this morning, or yesterday morning, maybe, whichever, they were actually talking about this whole shebang with Jared. It's like, And one of the executives who leads his, his charity on childhood obesity has been accused of this. And it's like... Well, that's not really what you said at all before the break. That's not what they said before the break. And then you know what they said today? Today they said when the guy got the guy got arrested in January, and the mo- as soon as he got arrested, Jared fired him, got rid of him, had no contact with him or anything. So now, but and, and here's the deal, though. We've all we've all cheered for Jared in some form or another. Oh, yeah, it's like, dude, you dropped two bills. Good for you, man. You know, <laughs> eat what, crap like two two fifty or whatever. Fresh. You know, yeah, eating that eating that produce that should have been thrown away yesterday. That would make me shit it all out too. But we all wanted to cheer for the guy, right? But doesn't he just seem a little weird, like to where you wouldn't have been surprised if he was the guy? Well, that's beside the point. What I was what I was surprised with when they showed him walking out of the house today. He he's gained a lot of weight back. Weight on, yeah. <laughs> he's back. But he's living pretty fucking large. Yeah. And, you know, I made a lot of money. I made a lot of money. Maybe I lost all this weight because I was depressed and didn't really want to eat anything other than six inches of cardboard. <laughs> and you couldn't afford a car, so I had to walk to Subway and back. Yeah, it scored you know. me about 14 bills. <laughs> yeah. so. They said he made like 14 million over the years. He's worth 14 million. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Jared's made some cash He's money. He's made some scratch. He made some scratch, man. Especially and when you're only paying five dollars per foot long. Yeah. Hey, you need another fat guy to come there and be your spokesperson? <laughs> <laughs> I hate that crap for those kind of that kind of money. <laughs> Kick open a whole new demographic. Too. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they tried the Sandusky thing. <laughs> Let's go a different direction. Let's go this way. <laughs> Law abiding citizens. <laughs> <laughs> so, women's soccer. We, you know, congrats, we man. They, congrats. They, yeah, they, 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 the, the, the they championship kicked, game. Itself, they kicked Japan's ass. Uh, man. It was a, it was a, just a mopping. Yeah. Uh, I was up in Big Bear still for the weekend and getting in the car to drive back down to. You know the civilization. Uh, 
pulled up the score on my phone. And it was only 20 minutes into the game. Oh, they already had three goals. And it was four to nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I, said, oh. I watched it from the start, man. I was like, boom, is, boom, boom. It is possible they had, that this game's not over. They had, yeah, they had three They had three goals in, I think, the first 15 minutes. Wow. And, uh, matter of fact, the goal, the, the first goal. It was two nothing four minutes into the game. Yeah. Uh, no, 20. Yeah, yeah, four minutes in the game. It was two nothing. And I think, I think Japan, did Japan score two? Their first goal was an own goal. Yeah, and that was still the U.S. was up four nothing at one point. Yeah, before Japan. and I think I think yeah. Japan's first goal was actually an own goal. Yeah, so, so you, the, the American chicks were putting the ball in both nets Sorry. at will. Ah, oh, dude, we're gonna uh, delay. Uh, screw it. Oh, oh my God, I'm in trouble. <laughs> uh, keep keep going, keep going. I got, I, I can well, fix you. You know, for a, for a team like you said before, a team that was judged very harshly by a nation for the first, you know, for the entire opening round of the tournament for not scoring often enough and with enough pizzazz. Uh, they never lost a game. I believe they had one draw in the round robin portion, I think, in the group play. They had, they had a, a draw, they yeah. Had one draw, and that they was it. Yeah, one draw, and they, I don't think they even got... I think uh, the draw was 1-1, but it might have right. been nothing. nothing. They, uh, no, no, they sorry, said nil, nil. No, nil, I think nil. I think it was 1-1 yeah. actually. And uh, but they they had gone. They were about to set a record. Uh, Hope Solo was about to set, was going to set a record for uh, uh, shutouts. For shutouts. Yeah, at a point at one point to that one goal came in. Just wanted to add something to your uh, illustrious collection. <laughs> Golden glove. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to find a fun way to say rap sheet. I know. Sometimes you're just looking and looking and looking. Did I go through that weekly? You know yeah. that. I look at you guys like, what's that word? What's the word? What am I looking for? And I go, we got no clue, dude. <laughs> uh, but the U.S. women, they take the title. They're going to be on a Wheaties box. You know, maybe, maybe you can. Oh, no. Because you know what happens if you're on a Wheaties box? Then you changed <laughs> I'd be curious to know how many 35 box, years later these box appearance uh, honorees have made the switch over the years it was just Bruce to Caitlin or I think it's just Bruce to Caitlin who now picked up another gig is going to be writing a weekly column for uh, an LGBT issues oh that's good I can't She's wait to not read cash, it really yeah great. I It'll be interesting. Maybe I'll maybe I'll catch one of them. You know, if it's on, what is it going to be on Huffington Post or something? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, if, if it's something we're going to talk about, I'll catch it. If not, yeah, I don't want to talk. About it. <laughs> don't really want to talk. About if not, it. I probably won't. <laughs> but you know, the men's national team is actually in the midst of a a tournament of you know slightly lesser importance, I guess. They're they're doing the the gold cup right now. Let's think about soccer, man. We, we talked about this before. They got a million it's all with their championships, cups, tournaments, friendlies, this, that, and that. I never know if I'm watching it. something that matters or doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. Like, it, oh. it is pretty much a year-round sport. Yeah. Well, oh, I know that from having kids that played it. But, <laughs> never, God, it never ends. <laughs> there's always some other tournaments. And, you know, there's all this crap going on in Europe. And there's, there's this Copa America and the Women's World Cup. All right. And we just had the, the, the Copa America or whatever the Central and South American one was. That just finished. Ah, uh, yeah. And so, uh, boy, the recycling must be juicy tonight. Yeah, it must be, man. What'd you put in there? 
must have loaded it up with some good Jeez, stuff. I, oh man, I put. A, Could be across the across put, the way though. though. I put a half a gallon of, of old milk on top of the recycling bin behind my apartment last night just because I was like, man, if you're going to dig through this, you're going to have to earn your shit. I'm going to tell you a story on, during the break. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but the, the U.S. men's national team beat uh, Honduras, I believe, in the first get in their opening match of the Gold Cup yesterday-ish. So. Hey, time out for a second. We are going into the second... Stream of stories on uh-huh. T Bone's Time Out, and it's still, it's still football. No, that's all I have to say. <laughs> Carly Lloyd and Clint Dempsey. There you go. I know two soccer players. <laughs> Boom. Boom. Alexi Lawless, who's a great announcer now, man. The guy. Yeah, I, I, love, I love watching him play. He's not but bad for a ginger. You know what? I, I he looked better when he had all that. Stringy, crazy. Yeah, he needs to bring it back. The rubber band with the the, the goatee thing going on, but he is a he's. He looks like an upstanding citizen, and he's a good. He's he's really good at. A, he's not even an announcer. He's a. Uh, what do you call it? He's like a studio. Com- yeah, commentator, guy. Yeah. commentator guy. Yeah, they you know during a halftime, pregame and halftime and postgame. He gets the flappies. Yeah, yeah. That's a cool job. Yeah, it's a cool job. I could talk for two minutes about a lot of things. <laughs> and you do. Yeah. <laughs> I just have more than two minutes talking about soccer tonight. So <laughs> suck it, Alexis Wallace. <laughs> I don't even need your red hair. Yeah, but you'd like to have his paycheck. <laughs> I, I sure would. I sure would. So if you guys are, any of you guys who've been on the show before who are out there working on ways to get us paid, Keep get, on. get on it. Get on it and stay on it. You seen, uh, did you see Landon Donovan was uh, somewhere where he was leading a big cheer during the, uh, during the women's game? Oh, no, really? Yeah. What was he doing? He was on stage jumping up. Did he have a whole bunch of people up there running his bald spot? (laughs) (laughs) You like that episode of Seinfeld with George George got the wig? He's got a good one. He has a jizz now. Landon Donovan's there. I don't think he's even 40 yet. He's like 37, 36, something like that. That's a tough break. Damn, bro. I mean, you know, my dad was had less hair than that at my age, I think. So some people just get hosed. We can't all have the luscious locks like Swift. Here, but, you know. Hang on to them as long as I can. I remember when my mom first started teaching at Cal State San Marcos. She came home. I was probably like nine or ten at the time. She came home after her first week teaching, and she said, "We've got this guy." teaches in the music department and he was like one of the uh, ethnomusicology professors ethnomusicology that's actually a word yeah, he taught like black music that was yeah, oh, I got what yeah. it meant but I just had never heard it before but, but he had, it's one of those words where you could just figure out what it means he's, he, he's he, very easy apparently this dude had his braids uh, from one side of his head Strung over across the bald spot to the other side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a braid over. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A cornrow over. Uh, oh, my God. You, you are a blessed man. You know, my, my, regardless my, of, of what color the hair is. My freshman year, uh, my political science instructor uh, had a he had a comb over, but he had long hair. So he had to, he had to comb over, Did but when he, would, when he would write on the board, it would 
uncomb itself and just flop uh, down on like uh, on one side of his head, <laughs> and then he would turn around and push it back up to talk to everybody. And uh, it was just fascinating. <laughs> Distracting. It was very distracting. Apparently, because what else did you learn in that class? Nothing. Yeah, yeah, there yeah. was something about a GDP. Yeah. <laughs> Social content. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, gross domestic product, gross national product. What? What is with this hair? What is fucking going on with your hair? <laughs> uh, and I know Peter hated this movie, but that's one of those times when you just want to tell people. To let it go. Let it go. And good for you, Landon Donovan. You let it go. You know, he could have tied it up into some kind of weird man bun in the back or something. Just you know, shave it all off, man. That's the brother. International do. footballers have been known to do they weird have. things with their hair. Them and Phil Collins. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I have decided that all all new music is pretty much crap. But I have to have music on at work because it drowns out the sound of the children. <laughs> but a lot of the music I that I would that. listen to... Do you, do you, do you tune into the Ethnomusicology station? I don't put on the Ethnomusicology, <laughs> no. I, lately I've been putting on the Disney Pandora station because at least... <sighs> At least uh, that just sounds that just sounds. At least that everybody <laughs> hates it. Mind numbing. You know? yeah. It is mind numbing. Audible.com, man. <laughs> well, no. See, right now I'm cheering. Like during the school year, I have my little cave that's you know, 200 yards away from everything. Uh-huh. During the summer, I'm in the same classroom that's like our main meeting place. Oh. Because I, I have to be there too much to be able to bounce back and forth. I'd walk my I would walk like twelve miles a day if I was in my regular place for the summer. So I'm in the same room where there's like kids playing the Wii and there's a ping pong table and you know God knows all this other crap going on. So I turn something up, but it has to be something that's appropriate. Nobody's yeah. gonna get upset. It, and and when the parents big, show up, yeah. Everybody not, oh, nobody's offended. Yeah, nobody's offended, this right? This is lowest kid. common denominator yeah. stuff. You're listening to Leonard Skinner? They got a Confederate flag on their albums, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so I, there I goes T-Ball. T-Ball's no longer employed. They were they were somewhere here in Long Beach uh, not too long ago. Is this one of the bands who's playing the it, Cypress it was Festival? On, it was on everythinglongbeach.com. Oh, man. I would... Got here. You should get that one. Oh, look at that. Talk about a D list. <laughs> it's a double D list. <laughs> no, the Cypress Community Festival sounds like a good time. I mean, it does I, sound like a good time. It just sounds like a lot of people. I don't, I, get, uh, I don't do well with crowds. But, man. you know, those small town festivals are a good time. That's because um, you're from Fallbrook, man. Yeah, you know, we have the one time a year when people actually come to Fallbrook instead of fleeing in ecstasy. Uh, but that already happened. That was back in April. So, Fallbrook has their avocado festival. It's coming gone. But yeah, Cypress. I, I might have to check it out one of these one of these years. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed that Swoops World is a silver partner for this. We world. have been. Uh, we were a silver partner. I don't. Know, we, we've been a partner for three. This is our third year in a row now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so well, uh, hey, there's a pancake breakfast. We might have to be there. We should even broadcast live. <laughs> Would you 
have a noise over here. I don't have production authority. You can tell smoke me to shut up over here, man. You, you say Silly those, man. Are, those are the things that I'm supposed to suggest when we're off the air. You heard the thing starts at 7 a.m. on a yeah, Saturday. 7 a.m. <laughs> and, you know, this Saturday would be even worse. I know Swoop's going to Swoop's gonna be making a jaunt around Southern California. Uh, yeah, I might actually be on the road about 7 a.m. on a Saturday. That's, that's cool. This Saturday, I'm... Planning to go to bed around 7 a.m. Actually went to, hell yeah, you guys tried it. Got a wedding on Friday, Friday wedding, which means, you know, they're saving all the money, all that money that they save on booking the venue and the church for the Friday means they're plowing it right back into booze. That's my hope. Yeah. <laughs> Bring a flask. It's going to be BYO. <laughs> I, I am going to BYO like nobody's business. So, uh, man, I forgot what we were talking about already. Let's just talk about booze. <laughs> so I am gonna get you a growler though. I mean, I, I mean, I'll send you some cash money for it too. Yeah, the number of growlers you're talking, you guys are talking, you're gonna have to. <laughs> I, I would like to get one. You know. Yeah. And me and my my dad's new new cousin that we've just come in contact with recently lives like a mile from the brewery. So I was wearing this shirt hmm. this past weekend, and when we were leaving, I was like, "Yeah, next time I'm going down to the brewery, I'll give you a call, and we'll meet up because." Otherwise, well, might be till the don't tell them. Holiday. Don't tell them to meet up with me, man. I'm just gonna go there and get your get your growlers. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, tell, <laughs> I'm not gonna tell my my new cousin to meet up with you. It's okay. So I went to this place uh, uh, called uh, Nomad Donuts in North Park. Last uh, time I was there, two yeah. weeks ago. I hear good things. Yeah, yeah, man. I never spent so much money on a friggin' donut. They're like five bucks a piece, four bucks a piece. Oh, you know, there's but, disposable income in that. But they're, uh, <laughs> but they, uh, they have some good stuff, man. They got, uh, you know, like all that. Like, what's that donut? The big famous donut place in Portland. They, it's, they're kind of. Huh? Voodoo. Voodoo. Voodoo donuts, yeah, they're yeah. kind of like a voodoo donuts place with, with, the, with, the, with the selection and stuff like that. Uh, some good stuff, man. I, I, if you guys, if next time you're down that way, check it out. It's uh, called Nomad Donuts. It's in North Park on... Oh, you live right, like, 30th three, Street. four blocks away from 30th there. Street. Really? Yeah. Oh, my God. It was, at the time, it was the most dangerous... Not the most dangerous. Well, you could, was, see, you could see that it, 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 it's got it's, some grit. It, uh, yeah, a lot more grit back, uh, <laughs> back uh, the 20 years ago when I was living I there. I parked right over there, and then uh, I kind of peeked around there a couple mm. times. <laughs> All was good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure I told you the story about the first day we moved in there. You did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> crazy stuff. The man. grid's a little more gentrified now. It, it's a lot. It more. is a lot it more gentrified than it was. If you guys are in that area. That corner there, you would have just like, there would have been no reason to stop unless you needed to pick up some crack or some something. Of, some fancy uh, donuts. Yeah, not so much. And a cup of milk. In the day. That's what I had. And I sat <laughs> right there. Now, do you think it started as a... As a divey old donut shop back years ago. I mean, how long uh, you, you know what? Around? The hipsters that were running the place, I'm pretty sure they, they went in there. I'm looking at the map. So, here. I mean, hipsters remember, hipsters remember back to, like, 1998. You know. It's 30th and Monroe. Uh, Adams, Adams is just, like, oh, a couple no, blocks up was, here. Well, I mean, it's all it depends how far back you go. I, I know 20 years ago that was... Uh, well, I wish them well. Not nice. as, as long as... Ariana Grande doesn't come in there. And what lick, is the story behind that? What does she do? Say she hates America. Is that what happened? I didn't hear the whole story. I heard she licked some donuts. Yeah, I guess oh. her and her this Ariana Grande. She's a you know pop singer broad. He wouldn't know. 
apparently she was supposed to do the pregame concert or the something, some sort of musical performance during the All-Star Game. She says they were taken out of context, man. <laughs> yeah, you know, she was there making out with her man in the donut shop and then decided to just start licking all the donuts and saying that she hates America. <clears throat> well, she's caught on camera. Things saying that you hate. can't do in Lake Elsinore. She was in Lake Elsinore? This, was, this happened in Lake Elsinore. Uh, I don't understand. Bad, bad. What's, first of all, what the fuck she doing yeah, in Lake Elsinore? Right? <laughs> I asked myself. Car yeah, we all have. Your car must have broke down on the way to like, we something else. We all have at one point in our life going, why am I here? Yeah, her her uh, apology slash PR spin after this, after this thing went down was that she was lamenting the fact that you know people eat poorly here in the United States without. As she's in a donut shop. It's like, bitch, you're the one in the donut shop. Yeah. You walked in there. Florida born yeah. singer blurted out, "What the fuck is this? I hate Americans. I hate America." The employee told CBS Los Angeles. Hey, <laughs> 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 it was rude and even spit on the donuts. Oh, that's now she not says cool. I am extremely proud. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, when you start seeing the dollar signs tick off, <laughs> tick off. To yeah, me. and if you are gonna be a celebrity who makes any kind of anti-America rant or public, you know, thing, you don't do it the weekend of. <laughs> you do that like. You don't think Fourth of July weekend's the time to do that? And you certainly don't do it over donuts. Yeah, no. you don't do it on like, like, like Donuts, are, donuts yeah. are one of the those, least um, objections. It's, it's not even like it who was. Who are those some cowboy chicks? That, the Dixie chicks. Dixie. They were they were they were in foreign land. They were they were in a foreign land, <laughs> and they were talking about like American foreign policy, right? So like <laughs> something that they which is a mistake at a country show. Oh, you yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. <laughs> but I mean, it's, it's, it's a little more important than at least donuts. You're yeah. gonna like you're gonna ruin your career over <laughs> donuts. donuts? <laughs> In Lake Elsinore. <laughs> Where you need every little morsel of joy you can get. If these people need donuts to fucking keep living here, then good for them. Good they for them, donuts. man. Because oh. single-A baseball is about the only good thing that's happened there other than donuts. So what do you guys think about the... the I know we're just a little stretch from sports, but he apparently was a big sports guy. He was a big sports fan. What do you think about the Jello pudding guy? But he's admitted to purchasing it with intent to yes, yes. do so. Uh, whoop, whooping's definitive. And you know, Bill Carroll is out this week, I guess, on vacation. So who's going okay, for him? Uh, Wendy Walsh. Uh, she's some some like sex therapist, bro. Uh, so she she's been talking about this all week already, and uh, talking about somnoph- somnophilia. What's that, man? It's you know, like necrophilia is when you wanna when you wanna bang dead dead bodies. people. Well, yeah, I, know, I understand. Som- that. Somnophilia is when you wanna bang sleeping people. 
So. Well, sleeping and knocked out are two different things, right? Well, you know, <laughs> I mean, if you're really into the sensation of banging someone who is not awake, yeah, but, you the know, best way sleeping, to do, that, sleeping way to do that is to make sure that they don't wake up yeah, in the yeah, middle yeah, of yeah, you banging them. So sleeping is just like, hey, wake up. <laughs> I can't sleep, so... Uh, that's you, that's called you. every Saturday morning. Right? <laughs> 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 but it's not grand enough to... I have to do that again. Man. Do your whole, whole grand enough jello pudding again. <laughs> oh, God. No, no, I feel like a bad person. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Cosby, his downfall. The whole, but he made it to Buck Buck. The guy made such, uh, he made such a name for himself by being that supposedly uh, moral high ground. But doesn't that always happen? Isn't it the the guy on TV talking about sin who gets caught in the limo, getting blown by some hooker? Or, you know, he's tapping his foot in the men's room. It always happens. The whole Jerry Falwell type of thing. Like, sinful, blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden. uh, Swagger. Swagger. Jimmy Swagger. Swagger. Jimmy Swagger. Forgive me for I've sinned. I've been in a limo with four whores at a time. (laughs) Craziness. But you got to give him credit, I guess, uh, for, I mean, he got away with it for a long-ass time. They're, yeah, like, talking until somebody figure out. at least 25 years yeah, of talking let's, about. Let's, and let's, you know if it was 25 years? He didn't just start 20. The guy's 70 years old. He didn't just start yeah, 25 years ago. Yeah. And there, there are, there's this an entire generation of women that experienced this, I think, and just wrote it off and said, well, what am I going to do? Oh. He's Bill Cosby. And then, you know, I, and like, I think there are... A lot of them who will never ever come forward. Well, he's even not, after all this. They actually found. I mean, it was like I, I, I remember that when there was those talk about it. But he actually did a whole thing, a routine about Spanish flies back in the, like the seventies or something like that about going down to Mexico or something and trying to score some Spanish fly. And this and that. so this guy, you know, this stuff that just pop up. Because I mean, no, you know, he was always the, he, and he, and he, and he. You talk about hypocrite. He's the pompous ass would call up Eddie Murphy and those guys and go, yeah, you don't need to use that type of language you in your show. You shouldn't be talking about your bulls. Yeah. This is, uh... <laughs> Listen here, Cliff Huxtable. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and, and what's his name? Did a funny, uh, I think it was Raw. Eddie Murphy did a, uh, he, he did a, a funny routine about that. <laughs> have a coke and a smile or some shit like that. Fuck you, Bill, go have a coke and a smile. Or <laughs> Call me up, tell me I shouldn't use these words. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, more vindication for Eddie Murphy. It's yeah, who's funny. who's no longer funny? What happens to these guys? Uh, they they were funny and then they 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 they, they start. Uh, listen, I'm not a who's a who's a the you know the 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 the, the, Mer- the telethon guy. What's his name? Uh, Jerry Lewis. Yeah, not a Jerry Lewis fan, but at one point in time he was possibly kind of funny, and then he became this just unfunny asshole. Same thing happened with Chevy Chase, and I'm not saying Eddie Murphy's an asshole, but he's not. He's no longer funny. Well, these guys, I, I think, what happens is they decide because they've all said the same thing. Well, I started making movies that my kids could see, <laughs> and then you lost all your humor. 
Yeah, and there's there's a lot of things that go into being a culturally relevant comedian. You know, yeah. I mean, you you got to stay out there. There's a there's a very very sharp perspective that you know it ha- you have to kind of catch lightning in a bottle. You have to be in the right place at the right time and have the right set of circumstances dictating where your worldview comes from in a lot of ways. Um, but and, you, you, and, you look know, at guys when, like you look at guys like uh, Pryor and um, George Carlin. They seem to never lose it. Well, I feel like George Carlin probably found a way to piss away all the money he ever made. But he stayed relevant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that's part of it. <laughs> we know we know Richard Pryor pissed away money. Woo! A couple times. Got a few leftovers. Yeah, you know, torched himself and all this kind of stuff. Um, but, but, but they stayed relevant. Yeah. But, you know, I think for a lot of these guys, the more money that they make, the more insulated they get from the world that, that taught them their craft. And I think that, you know, it just, it just goes away. Wow. That's a good one. That's like 15 But, you know, you, you have a good point there. And, and and all the names I'm going to say are, are dead. <laughs> but it seemed like a lot of guys who... Didn't do that and kind of stayed relevant. You know, George Carlin, I think, is a, an incredible exception to. But what you, you really you, normally but see. yeah, but you see, like Robin Williams stayed relevant, Belushi stayed relevant, Farley stayed relevant. Of course, they're all dead. And but we, my point is, is they didn't, they didn't, they didn't go that route where they became non-relevant and non-funny. And you look at all three of those guys, though, and you're talking about guys who were yeah, in their thirties. Well, Robin Williams was no, in the 50s, no, he was in the 50s. But, so, I yeah. mean, they were all Robin Williams, you know, intentionally killed himself. John Belushi and Chris Farley both, yeah, both, you know, through their own circumstances, killed themselves. You know, they didn't put a gun to their heads or anything. But um, talking about guys who, for all the success, fame, whatever that they had, never got away from whatever was driving them in the first place. The insecurities or whatever that made them put the funny walls up right. before they ever became professional comedians were still there all the way until all the way until they died. What's interesting is that you know I, I, you, you hear different comedians say things. You know, regardless what you feel about Jay Leno, he, he always he always talked about he always would do he would always tour. He never stopped touring because he says, you know, that, that feeling of being in the clubs and going out there and doing his thing, whether he was in Vegas or small clubs and stuff, he always toured. Even when he was doing his night show, he spent a weekend here, a weekend there. And then you hear other comedians talk about the fact that, you know, they they need to they need to kind of stay in the game to to, to you know keep that edge and stuff like that and do well, these tours and you know, things I, like I, that. Along those lines, I think being a comedian has got to be the toughest thing because, I mean, look at look at uh, it, okay, it's it's you're entertaining people. Mm-hmm. Look at. Uh, Take your any favorite actor, actress. They tend to do the same role kind of over and over. They move from this movie to that movie, and you love it because it's it's what you love, right? Right. Uh, but if your comedian that you love is doing that same thing from here to here to here, after a while, those jokes get stale. Well, it's that's what they be see. one of the well, toughest. No, what I heard, what I, I've heard, I, it's funny you mention that. I, I watched a comedian get an interview the other day, and he says, you know, he tries to keep it fresh. Yeah, he's the, the 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 hard part is because there's this documentary coming out on Chris Farley and they had these guys talking. The hard part is is 24 hours a day, people expect you to be funny. Yeah. See, like you were talking about an actor. An actor goes and does his role, and he's got 
a year, and then he might reprise that same style, right. you know, but nobody's expected him to be... band, like the band you like. Right. Like, they're doing the same song, pretty much like a variation of the same song. Like, but when Johnny out, Cash, I'm a big Johnny Cash fan, but if you listen to his music, like... It's almost always the same. But the thing is, is but he can get away with that. But when he's not, when when he's out having coffee with his kids, or he's hanging out with so-called buddies, they're not saying, "Hey, play your shit." But for comedians, I, this is the the rap that I'm getting from the, this interview I heard. It's like everywhere they go, people expect them to be funny. And like, dude, I'm not funny today. I'm pissed off today. I'm in a bad mood today. That's an act. That's yeah. not me 100 right, percent right. of the time, I can see right? That too. You know. So that's they say that a lot of times. We see these tragedies with a lot of comedians. They say a lot of that is kind of wears on them. It's like everywhere they go, yeah. they got to be the funny guy. They got to be the funny guy. All well, the time. and and yeah, it, along those lines is they a lot of times too they figure out like a funny shtick, mm-hmm. and now they've got to they get stuck in it. Or Cam- Larry the Cable Guy. Yeah, or, or uh, I think just like you're talking Rodney about Jerry Lewis. I think he he probably he early in his career probably had more stuff that was you know it wasn't just. Ah! Probably so, but you know the thing is, is I, I, his was too full too. I think you know, just in my expert opinion, <laughs> you know, he uh, he did a lot of those movies with uh, Dean Martin, and then he pissed off Dean Martin, and you know, Dean Martin's more of a lovable guy than Jerry Lewis was. <laughs> so you know, when they start doing shit together, everybody's like, "Well, I always like this guy singing. If he's not acting with this doof- doofus, I don't give a shit." You know, but uh, and, you know, but you hear people who work around Jerry Lewis, and, and you know, they just say he's just a bitter fucking guy you know just no fun to be around and 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 i think a lot of times when you get some guys regardless what genre of art or just a human being we worked around people with matter whatever profession we've all been in you just go this guy's just a bitter dude i just like, I, just like <laughs> I don't like being around him you know just it's kind of I, and I think that's kind of more so of what he is and where his comedy went but he's so he's so pompous about his old I digress. <laughs> Those fucking kids with cystic fibrosis. No, I think that's a good thing. But I bet he, but he just he became, you know, it's uh, you know, hear you. I, re, I would read stories and hear people talk about. It, it was more about him than the, than what he was trying. You know, what he started off trying to do. You know, I could, I could totally. Dude, it's that. not about you. It's about people. Reason people put pennies in the thing at the counter, wherever they. McDonald's uh, warehouse. Careful, that's because they don't want to carry pennies. <laughs> yeah, it's not because of Jerry Lewis, though, right? <laughs> First reason is they don't want to carry pennies. Second, Second reason, reason is, is it helps the kids. For the kids. <laughs> for the kids. <laughs> Ronald McDonald and Jerry Lewis are very low down on that list. <laughs> Peter, I think we need. I think we need another bout of. Do we have any more liquid refreshment? We do have some liquid. I think refreshment. we should. I think we should bandy about over one more round of that because. Excellent. I yeah. like your. Uh, I like the way you think, T-Bone. Do. Something about cooking or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I'm not really sure what that. I don't know what I did a couple weeks ago to start that whole. I'm, 80 says I'm cooking something. Oh, I. I just don't understand it. But. I don't know. He. Well. I don't know. You and me are the same people. Brady, I think. That's true. <laughs> but, uh, you know, along the sports lines, we talked briefly, off the air, I think it was, about the the skins, the Redskins. Yeah, apparently, the you know, the some some federal court doesn't like Yeah, their... they've lost their trademark. 
What did I see? What did I read? I read this earlier. Uh, oh, good. I still have it up. Lucky me. So uh, it was ruled today or now probably yesterday, depending on uh, where you are when you're listening to this, um, in a 70-page ruling. What could you possibly <laughs> have 70 pages worth to write about this time? I don't know. Anyhow, it uh, uh, <clears throat> the trademark trademark trial and appeal board uh, voted the name Redskins is offensive no. to Native Americans and consequently should not be eligible for the federal trademark registry. Uh, federal trademark law prohibits names or logos that, and this is a quote, may disparage persons or bring them into contempt or just just. Repute. Uh, I have a problem with the main. Yeah, you know, like I have, I have there a should be a standard of before you're going to revoke something. There should be a standard of, you know, proof, definitive. Yeah, something I, more than beyond, like, maybe even like beyond a reasonable doubt. And perhaps. beyond that, I have a problem with protecting people from the right to be offended. I think yeah. that's a bunch of horseshit. It's shit, not a right. You know? Being offended is not is, a right. It is with the trademark. Yeah, and, uh, and law, that's apparently. total. So horseshit. anybody can walk up and go, I'm offended. I can say I'm offended but by the The problem freaking... is that this is in one of those kangaroo courts under some fucking federal agency that's not it's not part of the regular court system. It's some, you know, it's, a bureaucracy, it's probably something below the FTC, you know, where it's it's their own. You know what I wish the federal they government make, they make rules and they, you know, have their own separate like I said kangaroo court nonsense. So. You know what I wish the federal government would work on? I, I think they should really work on these thieves that they have uh, under all the different letters of the alphabet. Yeah, the spe- specifically the T TSA. I'm tired of reading articles about how these people are just like just fleecing people. Oh boy, that's just that's a given. Goes without saying. Yeah, remember when you could put locks on your luggage when you sent it through? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Remember those days? Exactly. And then it was like, oh, put a zip tie on it, but you get the special zip ties that had a number on them, so you knew if they fucked with your zip tie, even though you got to tape some extra ones on there. Yeah. Every feels like every week I'm reading about some, which some, makes me wonder why anyone puts an iPad in their checked bags anymore. It's like, are you just trying for the insurance fraud at this point? <laughs> yeah. I remember my car got busted into a couple times when you know a few years back, and when I drove a vehicle that was more desirable to street criminals. And <laughs> when was that? Before we do you? Yeah. <laughs> do you guys know me ever when I had my Honda? Mm-mm. I do. Uh, I used to drive a Honda Civic and. They got broken into a couple times where they tried to, well, one time they did successfully take the engine computer out of the car. It's like a a $1,200 part for a car that was worth like two grand. That's what they used to, remember they used to rip off all the, I don't, when I had my first car, the big thing that they were selling was the catalytic converters. And you know, a friend of mine has a Toyota T100 and he had he had the cat stolen from him. Somebody came out there in the middle of the night with a fucking torch and just that bitch off. Oh, he man. came out and fired his truck up and it sounded like crap. He said, what the heck? Took it to the muffler shop and they said, yeah, somebody jacked your truck. <laughs> like, this, isn't, this isn't the 80s. <laughs> Those come on every car now. Yeah, exactly. They're not even optional. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think there's a state in the union where you can get a car without a Cadillac anymore. I mean, 
a required shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just going and it's like having four tires. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like this was mandatory before they made you put a mirror on the passenger side of the car. But yeah, the, my car got busted into a few times, and I had this. This tells you when this was. I had an iPod. Not an iPod Touch, an iPod, when it was like the new thing to have one with a color screen that could play videos on the screen that was nice. about one by two inches. Was that like, just like three or four years ago? It was, it <laughs> was, like it. It was <laughs> 30 gigs of memory, man. I could, I could store like 15 movies on there and watch them at one inch by two inches. <laughs> awesome. Pretty sure they're already middle aged. Yeah, that, that, that thing got stolen out of my car, and the cop, I'm on the phone with the cops knowing that this is the second. Time the car got broken into. I remember taking I'm on the phone with the guy, and he's like, "Well, what else was in there?" I was like, "My iPod." He's like, "How much is it worth?" I'm like, "300 bucks." He's like, "What?" That's how much I paid for it. He's like, "Well, yeah, but that's not how much it's worth." I'm like, "That's not the point, motherfucker." I paid 300 dollars for that thing like six months ago. I used to love the questions. What was his advice that you park somewhere different? His advice was, well, you know, you don't can't leave, leave it in the car. No, don't well, leave any valuables in your car. See, I, I know the answer to that one. And park, yeah. it, and park it somewhere <laughs> safe. <laughs> the other, uh, this was what, odd. What are the chances I'm going to get that back? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Got him working in shifts. <laughs> it's living done. It's living done. <laughs> Got the credence tapes. Uh, oh, no, that's just fucked up there, right there, man. CCR, come on now. Yeah. Oh. Some vagrant. Where are, you, where are you at in this, I'm, in I'm this system? <laughs> it's after 11. Where are oh, you, being? It's, it's almost there. Close enough. There you have another edition of T Bones, mostly sports. Time out! <laughs> And the jello pudding guy grinding up the quaaludes in the jello pudding. <laughs> <laughs> you listen to the Swoop Sound of the Talk Star Radio Network. Take our last break. Come back and uh, wrap things up. This one here is Tom Hornig. This is called Gone. Back after this. Wishing for life to come my own Where I fear I don't have to 
school bus in classroom. I go to school with your children. We say the Pledge of Allegiance together. You see me around the neighborhood, and you tell me that I'm a pretty good kid. Well, I'm one out of every five children in America, and I'm struggling with hunger. This problem is closer than you think. My teacher tells me we can grow up to be whatever we want. I want to grow up to be someone who doesn't go to bed hungry. There's enough food in this country to feed everybody. Please visit feedingamerica.org today and find your local food bank for ways to help. Every dollar you donate helps provide eight meals for kids like me, quietly struggling with hunger. Together, we are Feeding America, brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Talk Story Radio. Hey, this is John Gannon, and I just had the greatest time on Swoop's World here.
Hey, this is John Gannon, and I just had the greatest time on Swoop's World here. show and apparently he's got a new cd out i believe and uh you can check him out uh, that was actually recorded live here in studio in the old studio actually so uh john gannon get a chance to check him out we want to thank jonathan and todd for joining us tonight from the cypress community festival next week our guest is ed munson who is the ceo of the cypress chamber of commerce uh he'll be joining us at Talk about what's happening in Cyprus also and tell us a little bit about his take on what's happening with the expo, the, uh, the festival business uh, expo area of the Cyprus Community Festival. And, uh, of course, we'll have AD, T-Bone's time out, and all of our brewskis beer tasting as usual. T-Bone, any good words of wisdom as we wrap up tonight's show? Oh, man. Uh, watch out for them quaaludes. I hear there's still a few of them out there. And they grind them up and put them in the jello pudding. It's the jello pudding. <laughs> <laughs> if you're gonna do that, make sure you use them correctly. Exactly. Fat Albert. Quaaludes are like Polaroid paper at this point. They don't make them anymore. Use them sparingly and only when necessary. It's like being sponge worthy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> sponges are there left. Peter. Hmm. What do you got for us, brother? No, nothing, man. <laughs> he's wiped out tonight, I'm, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm he's, empty. He's zoned out tonight, all night long. Hey, we want to thank everybody for tuning in. Those of you listening on TalkStream Live, as well as SwoopsWorld.com. Those of you who download us from iTunes and Blueberry and all the different ways, appreciate you joining us each week. We want to thank AD for joining us each week as well. Dream as if you'll live forever. Live as if you'll die today. Good night, all. The views and opinions expressed by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Talk Story Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors.